No? Uh, oh. Can you make them shorter? Do you want to trade? It's okay. Because these are, these are smaller. Well, why did you give me that? Swapping headsets. They're nicer. <laughs> well, now when I talk to Tyler, it'll sound like I'm talking to Lauren. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you just have a small head. Is that better, though? Eh, no, it's no different. <laughs> Do you want to trade? No, I did fine. just realize that, like, your head sizes in comparison are, like, <laughs> the, the opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, they're comical. It's, like, almost double. Yeah. But here we the are. Big then... chungus head. And a tiny ween. <laughs> what the ween. fuck? <laughs> oh, what? Go. Now we have a spectrum. Oh, baby there we go. boy. Yeah. Bring, in, bring in the boy. The boy. The boy. The child. Bring us the child. He wants to continue sleeping. Me, IRL. <laughs> Big mood. Mood. Same. All right. Here we go. Are we ready to record a podcast? I think we're ready to record so. a holiday special. Ho, 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 Merry Blademas. Merry Blademas. <laughs> Blurstmas. <laughs> Burstmas. Welcome, welcome one and all to the You Activated My Podcast Christmas special. It's time Beyblade. to l- 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 let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> A Merry Beyblade Burstmas to us all. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Lauren. Wow, we did not rehearse that ahead of time. No, we did not. We I just I just went for it and y'all followed. <laughs> like jumping off a cliff. Uh, this week on the show, we are bringing you an extra special Christmas episode of You Activated My Podcast that is in no way Christmas related. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as you gather around the fire, roasting chestnuts and opening gifts, hoping desperately to get away from your racist cousins... You can listen to this podcast and be happy for a short while. It's Christmas themed because Jimmy's wearing a Santa hat. Yeah. They In this purely that. audio medium. <laughs> rest, rest assured knowing that my hat is festooned with cheer. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. It, uh, it makes the audio better. It's, like, it it's like how they say to smile when you're on the phone so that you sound happy. Uh, to make a Christmas podcast, you have to wear Christmas clothes so that you sound Christmassy. Exactly. Well, not only that, I've got my Christmas lights at the top of my computer screen here. Uh, the same program that I've been using since like the late 90s. Just a little row of Christmas lights at the top of oh, my iMac. Oh, not physical Christmas not lights. Not physical Christmas <laughs> lights. I was like, wow, the program. glare on that must be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see a dang thing. Now... This week, we're going to be talking about episode one, season one 
of the hit television series Beyblade Burst. Uh, Not at all related to Yu-Gi-Oh. I okay. I need to be. I need to be upfront and honest about something. I have only seen twelve episodes of Beyblade Burst. I. Tyler, as I soon thought you I, said this was like your favorite show. No, no, okay, it, it still is, is. It is is the thing, and as soon as I decided that this might be my favorite anime of all time, I needed to stop watching it because I was so worried that we were going to do a show about it. But I think, especially, and we'll see how today goes. But I think, especially after hearing Lauren's reaction to watching the episode, we're not going to do a full show <laughs> where we go episode by episode. We're just going to do episode one, and then I am going to go back and watch this show religiously. This is going to take over my life. Like 2020 oh, no. is, is dedicated to Beyblade. Oh God! <laughs> um, what have we 2020, done? But except each zero is the top of a Beyblade. <laughs> They're just called Bays. Oh, that's right. I learned Bay, Bay, that Beyblade is the sport. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get into this in a minute, but before before we do, I, I want to go around the table and I, I want each of us to kind of talk about a Christmas tradition uh, that that we enjoy, um, something that you do every Christmas that brings you specifically happiness and joy. Jimmy, is there anything that you do each Christmas that? Uh, um. For a while, we the stopped doing this um, this tradition. But for a good number of years, my family tradition every Christmas was to get out and go and buy a new figure for the nativity scene because it was mm. the we had a whole collection of those like Fontanini figures, the little right, yeah. figures like, and they make a whole like Bethlehem like set of just like all these kinds of people who are living in the town. Oh, okay. Like, t- okay. I was picturing like Jesus and his twelve clones. <laughs> Oops, all Jesus. <laughs> Very no, good. This is like all the the townsfolk, and you could like make a whole village, and they had like buildings and stuff. Um, but we stopped doing that uh, a few years ago because a we ran out of space because <laughs> that's a whole lot of people. That's a yeah. it takes a village. Uh, and b <laughs> my mom thought it was sort of like irreverent to have the christ child surrounded by like elephants and blacksmiths and shit (laughs) (laughs) which fair but i feel like all god's creatures should be welcome even if they're banging on a (laughs) or trumpeting did you ever pull that mr bean skit where he like accidentally drops christ and replaces him with like a t-rex and replaces one of the wise men with a tank no, but I snuck Chewbacca into there one year just nice. to see how long it would take my mom to notice. And? A couple weeks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. Lauren, how about you? Um, So I've actually been kind of looking forward to this one. I don't know if it's going to happen this year or not, but I hope it does. So my family that we're going to go visit in Portland... um. So I was adopted at 17, so we haven't been doing a ton of Christmas traditions, but this is one that we do every year is that my adopted mom buys matching Christmas presents for everyone. And then instead of choosing or matching Christmas pajamas, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, they are also presents. They're also pajamas because she wraps them. It's such a Molly Weasley sort of. It really is. I mean, she is Molly Weasley in real life. I mean, yeah. Molly Weasley. Yeah. Um, and we all open, you know how sometimes families will like pick one present on Christmas Eve to open? Well, we do that except that's the mas- the matching pajamas and then we go to sleep in the matching pajamas and we stay in the pajamas and open Christmas presents. So we'll all be matching in all of our photos. 
<laughs> that is delightful. It's and it's phenomenal. really fun. And um, that's how I that's how I knew that they'd officially accepted me as part yeah, of the family. Yeah, he got matching. I got pajamas. pajamas. But I um, boy, how many pajamas do you have now? Yeah, so it, it does add up. <laughs> but um, a lot of times we do coordinating pajamas, not yeah. exactly matching pajamas, which is kind of fun. So they'll be like Disney themed or like all stripe themed or something like that. Pretty fun. That's so fun. Yeah. My heart grew three sizes just listening to that. It's it's <laughs> on, on yeah that like I I have a favorite that I'll that I'll talk about. It but makes that you is, feel part of something. Yeah, you know? that that is sort of the best thing to be like included in, right? Like yeah. to have a Christmas without it and then to be invited into it yeah, is such a nice and feeling. It's just like, and we didn't do it last year because we were here. We almost bought each other matching <laughs> yeah. pajamas last year, but yeah, but that's okay. My, that and the food. That and the food. Yeah, the food is a big, important thing for me on Christmas. Like, it's not quite on the level of Thanksgiving. I mean, at least in the States. Like, Christmas here in the UK is thank- is American Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Like, you do the turkey, you do the stuffing, all, all that stuff. Um, so that's that's an important part. I love to eat me a lot of food on Christmas. I, I'm going to say, though, my favorite Christmas tradition is getting, well, not not even personally getting Lego, but somebody getting Lego specifically Lauren's little brother. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the small child with a very short attention span. But I I, I remember getting Lego as a kid and oh, that was for the sure. that was the best thing to get Lego yeah, on Christmas morning and to not even care about your other presents, but just to spend the whole rest of the day like sorting the pieces into the little piles, you know, and then following the instructions and then maybe by the end of the day you'd have something, but if it was like a big set, you would have it maybe half done before dinner and then you spend, you stay up way too late on Christmas night and you get it all together. And that's just like such a nice sort of productive feeling on Christmas. That's so wonderful. And then you can just like sit there and build it by the tree. So you're getting maximum Christmas exposure while you're doing it. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As much Christmas as possible. You're playing Vince Guaraldi Trio (laughs) on the radio. Oh, for sure. You've got Peanuts Christmas on TV. How do you all feel about the Peanuts Christmas It's been a while since I've seen the Peanuts Christmas special. Lauren, I know you're not the biggest fan of, like, jazz. No, I really don't like jazz, which is, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Don't at me. It's maybe Um, the biggest stumbling block in our relationship yeah it might be i'm just really not a fan of jazz but i don't know peanuts like it's cute the illustrations are cute and some of the comic strips are cute sure but the movies have always just been kind of boring to me like mm. they don't have there's not much going on i that's a i know that's a hard line to, to take no that's okay that's you're allowed to not like things i like They're the not great super pumpkin yeah fun movies yeah they're not like entertaining or anything i i like them for the same reason that i like a lot of things is it's a it's a pleasant thing to have on while i do something it is nice to have it on in the background yeah yeah um yeah i don't really know where i was going with that i just want to talk about some christmasy things before we got in the beyblade burst to get in the christmas mood he just finished his last working day like a few hours ago i i the timing on this was so spectacular today was friday is when we're recording this this will come out on christmas but we're recording the friday before christmas is that right yeah Mm -hmm. uh wait no what day is yeah 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 yeah. 
wow, it's the 20th already. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're recording this on Friday the 20th. And uh, it's, so today was Friday. So I already had that like Friday feeling. Um, but uh, it's also because of vacation time, my last working day of the year. And therefore also my last working day of the decade. Uh, and, be- oh. <laughs> oh. and because I hadn't thought about that. And because of some stuff that we're doing at work, uh, I am no longer a contract employee as of Christmas. I'm becoming like a full employee for the company because they, they open an office here. Uh, so it's also my last day as a contractor. So I just like was sitting in my office and I got into Slack and we have a you know little UK channel and I said, So has anybody else got this like extra Friday feeling today? And twenty of us were just like yeah holy shit um, that's awesome that's like last day of school vibes yeah that's what everyone break. was saying everyone mm-hmm. was like man this is the kind of the day where like the teacher would put on you know planet earth or something <laughs> we all just <laughs> chill out i feel um, like the-, the only movie they ever showed us in high school was just elf that or nightmare mm. before christmas it was either one or the other whenever there was like a slow day and it was december See, I was I was homeschooled, so it was Passion of the Christ. And <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Christmas thing. This is like an end of the year summer thing. So I'm going off brand. I apologize, yeah, no, that's fine. Tyler. That's fine. Um, We're gonna go way off brand when we start talking about true. Beyblades. So that's true. That's not brand, Christmas. The brand at all. is nothing. Um, but did you guys ever like in elementary school and like the last day of elementary school? So we always had um, like class parties or whatever, and then we did a field day. Oh yeah. You, just, this is no, just please, directed tell me at about Jimmy, this. I guess. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, you can talk to me about public school. Yeah. Yeah, you went to public school also. So, um, and we had our like field day or whatever. And then we had one day that was just, or missed like a half of a day that was just cleaning up the classroom, like helping the teacher clean the classroom. And we would clean out our desks and clean out our cubbies and whatever and help like put the books back in order and everything. And then we got to wash our desks down with shaving cream. What? Did you ever do that? No. It was so huh? much fun. And I'm sure it was just like a way to keep us occupied. But the teacher was always like, oh, yeah, shaving cream cleans desks the best. And you would spray a bunch of shaving cream all over your desk and like wipe it down or whatever. And I'm sure that it was just to keep us busy. That sounds like but, a great way to make a whole bunch of kids super excited to clean their desks for like. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> And you just like make like little sculptures out of the shaving cream and like play around with it. And it's fun to watch it. Like is that foam shaving cream that like expands when you, when you juice it out is so fun. And this was fun. Yeah. It's kids playing with goop. What else do you want? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's, I guess that's fair. I'm, you get to I'm make just, a big I'm, mess, but it's clean. But it's, it's clean a clean mess. And it's helpful. And your teacher says, thank you. Right. Okay. See, I'm focused on the chore aspect of it. Well, sure. But to be fair, now I clean things as a job. Yeah, I was going to say so. that's kind of your that's kind of your living now. That's what, well, what planted the seed in your mind. There it is. Yeah, things like that must have shaping a young woman. He's picturing you like in the basement at the museum being like, "Ooh, a mummy, better get out my shaving cream." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, no, now that's, I that's get how you real get fired. <laughs> well, and King now Tut. I've been wondering <laughs> like God. <laughs> Now I've been wondering, like, what was the solvent in the shaving cream? Because clearly that's what's doing the actual cleaning. I guess. Oh, you're thinking about the you're thinking about the science. The yeah, the, like the chemical solvent in there. Like, what is cleaning? Because it's right. not a it's not a soap. It's not a detergent necessarily, or a surfactant. Maybe it's a surfactant. 
It just sounds like making a big, big mess. And yeah, then, it was. It like, was foam and then wiping it all off. Flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make it even harder to clean up, but maybe not. I have to admit, I haven't just gone around spraying shaving cream on surfaces to see how it reacts. <laughs> and if you if you do that at our age, that's called vandalism. <laughs> well, according to my fourth grade teacher, it's really it's the best thing to get off pencil marks. So, huh. well, there we go. All right, we'll have to do some tests, do a study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do some tests. Hey, there it is. There's your research cleaning. paper. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm sure the museum would love that. Yeah, that sounds good. Do we want to talk about Beyblade Burst? Mm. Now that you two have talked about something that I know absolutely nothing about. I think it's time to let it rip. It's time Uh, to let it rip. (laughs) Beyblade Burst. I'm just going to read. Tyler and Jimmy, I would like to let it rip now. (laughs) Do you have to... You have, to, you have to fart? What's uh, what's happening? What's happening over there? Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, that's on the recording now. Perfect. I did that just for you. Great, great work. Let Wonderful. it rip. Beyblade Burst is the third generation of the Beyblade franchise, succeeding the Metal Saga. The series launched in Japan on July 15, 2015, alongside two DX starter packages, the starter tops, four booster tops, a new stadium, and a new baylogger tool. Um, Baylogging is when you're a rapper and you're <laughs> singing a song about how many, how you have bitches in like every time zone or whatever. That's right. your baylogger. <laughs> you're, you're keeping an itinerary of where they all are. Right, that's the little black book. <laughs> uh it's an so, app, Baylogger so, app. So Beyblade Burst is an anime based on, eh, based on or made to sell a actual line of toys called Beyblades that have been around for forever. So did the show come first or did the toy come first? I believe the original Beyblade came out at the same time as the show. They, they were sort of okay, made yeah. to sell that each makes other. Sense. But this is like um, the third iteration of the show? Yes, so okay. there was there was Beyblade, which was just uh, a top. Uh, Lauren is going to go get a drink while I talk about this because she's so sick of me talking about it. Um, there's there's the Beyblade, which is just the the plain top, right? Which is kind of what you think of when you think of Beyblade. I mean, I'm a plain top. <laughs> that um, huh? Not really sure what to do with that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then there was the there was the metal saga, which was the second iteration. Oh, a saga! Yeah, yeah. So it was an epic a... tale, years in the making. Right. So it was essentially the same idea, but they had metal parts. Um, hence the name. Beyblade Burst uh, has sort of both of those things, but as separate parts so Beyblade Burst is uh, a three-part top that if you hit it in kind of just the right way the parts come apart and they burst and Um, presumably you can go out and buy like individual parts to like customize your your bay exactly exactly so the three different parts uh, are cataloged in uh, the wiki and I'm just on beyblade.fandom.com if anyone wants to read along Um, the burst system 
Beyblade Burst utilizes a burst gimmick, where a Beyblade top will explode when it has been weakened enough by the opposing Beyblade. Burst tops are composed of three parts. First, the energy layer. The layer acts as the upper wheel of contact between the two Beyblade tops. Each wheel has its own design with a preference to one of four types. This is important. The four types are attack, defense, stamina, balance. Only the Avatar, master of all four <laughs> Beyblade types. <laughs> uh, the second part is the forge disc. This disc is the main weight of the Beyblade. This is the metal sort of center part. Uh, and it provides additional contact points for the top. The design on those wheels will help the top uh, in one of the four types. So there's different sort of ideal weights for each type of energy layer. The third part is the performance tip. <laughs> uh <laughs> The driver is the bottom part of the Beyblade and serves as the basis of the new system. So this is the part where everything kind of snaps into it and it's spring-loaded so that when it comes apart, it really, like, It goes bursts. kablooey. Yeah, when you, when you hit the tip too much, it bursts. Um, the performance God. tip <laughs> determines the height of the Beyblade, so the physical height, right, and the style of the tip that the Beyblade spins on. When the Beyblade receives a large attack, the track bursts, loosening the grip, keeping all the parts together to allow them to fall apart. Uh, that signifies that it's lost the battle, the the, the burst. So the, the part that kind of breezes over there is they also have different um, well, tips. There's really no other way of saying it uh, that have different grips on them. And this comes up in the For show. For pleasure. <laughs> this comes up in the show. So some of them have like, and this is this is true on the physical product. Uh, some of them have like, like nubbly sort of plasticky grippy bits. Uh, that that literally grip the the like floor better, so they move faster. They have more traction. Uh, others are rounded, so that they don't grip as much. <laughs> I made a hand the gesture. I'm, so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so upset that our listeners can't see Lauren's <laughs> face right now. Some of them are rounded on the bottom, so that they don't have grip. Oh, I like makes... me a nice rounded bottom. <laughs> But that makes the Beyblade more likely to move to the center of the Beyblade arena, right? So they they go closer to the center, whereas I the like my Beyblades like I like my around. women top heavy with a rounded bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait! <coughs> Stamina, energy top, and <laughs> rounded gravity bottom. Wait, what? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're talking about what type of Beyblade you are. You're a stamina no, top. No, is that no, no. I was saying I was adding to Jimmy's joke. I like my. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. I like my women. Wait, wait, are you calling me a stamina top? <laughs> I'm into that. I'm all right with that. Uh, oh God. The system also introduces a new base stadium, reminiscent of the Zero G base stadium. The new stadium. Oh yeah, barriers. that's what I thought when I saw this stadium. Oh, you this thought is reminiscent. You thought, wow, that looks like the Zero mm-hmm. G Base Stadium. That's what I thought too. The barriers. There are barriers surrounding the entire stadium to protect players from bursting blade, Beyblades. And is that's a what I think when I use a top. Stadium. I'm like, I wish this was happening in Zero G. That's useful also, <laughs> when you're spinning <laughs> tops. So here's the thing. The, so the link doesn't go anywhere, but I'm, I'm fairly sure, if I'm remembering correctly, the Zero G Base Stadium is just a sphere that they put the Beyblades inside of. Um, what the. Yeah, yeah, and they just spin around in zero G, right? Does that it push you backwards? 
That can't physically work, can it? No, no, no. I think it's just from the cartoon. Um, it pushes you backwards. <laughs> when you nut in space. Thank yeah. you. I think, thanks, Griffin. <laughs> um, so I've seen this in person, actually. So it has like, so you have like a bowl, right, that you spin the tops in. And then there's another. It's like a dog water dish. Yeah, but then there's another barrier around the top, and there's just like holes that you spin the Beyblades into, so that when they burst, they don't com- like fly out of the stadium at you. They hit this barrier, um, so you're like watching through. Um, it's like a oh, through like cheese holes. A, yeah. Well, no, no. It's 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 like it's clear, but it's uh, but it's it's like the sneeze board of like a hometown buffet. <laughs> so it's all kind of blurry. So Tyler, clear something up for me yeah. because in the show the. Mm-hmm. Do I have to say the word Bay Stadium? I mean, it's the correct word. In the show, the Bay Stadium is quite big. It's large. It's probably like she thick. like five or six feet across yeah. or more. Yeah. Um, they're not that big in in the toys, are they? In the real life? Not, not that I have seen. Part of me wants to believe that a big one exists in real life, but the ones that you buy, um, go on Etsy just and like, get a custom built Bay Stadium. I'm positive those exist is the thing, but the ones that you get from Target are like um, uh, maybe like a foot and a half across. I'd have okay. to say they're they're oh yeah you know, they're little they're, they're like they're little size. but the tops are also fairly small. Yeah, I think the I think the tops that they show in the show are are larger than what you would get in real life. Okay, I was just thinking while I watched the episode, the base stadium reminded me a lot of those like green turtle like sandboxes that kids have this plastic ones it's like the same uh curvature to it and the same texture it looked like yeah yeah it's very very similar um but is your turtle sandbox zero g no (laughs) (laughs) but he has bursts and bays in it not unless it's the great atuin oh from uh from discworld yes yeah. The turtle in space. Uh, the light launcher makes a return from the previous Beyblade generation, featuring a new design and new prongs, but retaining the ripcord functionality. So this is the this is the gun that you hold, this basically. Is nonsense. That you uh, just this is the thing that you words. attach the Beyblade to, and then you pull the ripcord, and that makes the top spin. Uh, it also says that a string launcher will be made available with the BO8 uh, start dash set. Now, this is the important part that I want to talk about real quick because we don't actually see it in the show. Beyblade Burst also introduced the Bay Cloud. The Bay Cloud. This is when you can upload all your, <laughs> your data bays. from Baylogger into right, the Bay Cloud right. so this you is, can um, access it from all your devices. This, is, this was the original Facebook. Uh, Beyblade Burst reintroduces Facebook. the Bay Pointer concept. <laughs> introduced in the hybrid wheel system with a few alterations points are now tracked using a device called a bay logger which will track the wins and losses of each blader that's what they call a competitor in beyblade of course after you are done battling you connect your your bay logger to your smartphone or tablet's new bay cloud app via the headphone jack to upload your results to determine your points and overall rankings while wins and losses can be recorded from any match between two bay logger owners Points can only be earned from official shop tournaments. I love that you have to plug this thing into your motherfucking headphone jack to get it to work. Oh this is God. a freaking dongle. Yeah, it, to it upload is, it your is base a... stats. Yes. Wait, wait. So you plug you plug your base stadium into your device? Yes, into your phone, and you use the app. Wow. 
yeah. So so that is the product of Beyblade Burst that the show is like based on. Integrated reality stuff like that, like um, like Pokemon Go or Wizards yeah. United. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a big, cool. there was a big run like of these. Pokewalker right. Energy. There was there was a big run of these in like the early two thousands where they were sort of mixing real world and digital world. There was a game that I'm trying to remember the name of now where you had a physical device that was a barcode scanner, and you would go around and scan barcodes. Oh, and there were and the monsters in it. They were monsters. Yeah, mm, and so the cool. whole pitch was like, oh, you can go to the store and scan barcodes, and you'd get in trouble because ha ha ha, you're just a kid. You shouldn't be scanning barcodes. But psych, I have monsters. And then the store clerk is like, psych, I have monsters too. Let's battle. I remember what you're talking it felt about, cool but I at can't. The time. Remember for the life of me what the name of that thing is. Dino codes or something. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so Beyblade Burst is a television series. It is the first season of the Burst series and the eighth season of Beyblade as a whole. Um, it started April 4th, 2016, concluded March 27th, 2017, uh, and it is on Netflix, Amazon, and uh, you next in Japan. Oh, so this is not like something you watched as a kid and grew up with. No, 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 no. Nostalgia no. happiness no, no. for you. Beyblade is nostalgia oh, no. for me. Okay. This show is current. <laughs> up to date on the latest Bay happenings. I, I will admit. So I Bay watched. Happenings. I watched. <laughs> Damn it! I, I watched uh, some of the original Beyblade anime uh, when it was new, but I didn't get into it uh, because I was, you know, busy watching Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, and really, it just was always something that I was kind of like I knew it as a toy more than I knew it as a cartoon. And it wasn't until this show that I was like, "Oh shit! This is maybe the best thing on television." Really? <laughs> the I word mean, maybe wow. is carrying a lot of that sentence yeah it's, it is it's subjective it's, an important it's incredibly subjective but like i mean maybe if i had to pick between watching beyblade burst and watching fleabag i might pick this right <laughs> that's just me that's okay nobody has to agree i mean i do kind of agree with that that's just because you don't like fleabag yeah not a huge fan um i'm real negative this episode that's as opposed to, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can be. You need to be the uh, the Scrooge of this episode. I am always the Scrooge of every episode. I I'm the Scrooge you. of real life. I love you, though. I love you. You will be visited uh, by three what? spirits holding bays. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Let it rip, Ebenezer. <laughs> it sounds like Guy Fieri is the ghost of Christmas past. Let it rip. Um. So we watched episode one of Beyblade Burst, and I want to ask you two, how'd you feel? Tyler, I think I kind of like this more than Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> right? <laughs> this show has such a dumb concept that they have no choice but to lean 100% into it, but the concept itself is just so paper-thin that they yes. can't just have a duel that lasts, like, four episodes. Right. It can last, like, a couple of minutes, but then, like, only three things are happening, and you don't have to worry about what card combos are going right. on. Right. Yeah, it does not have the crutch that Yu-Gi-Oh! has of card rules, where individual cards have individual effects. There is exactly one action that takes place. <laughs> and well, that's there's letting two, it rip. right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
There's two there's ways ripping, you can earn points. There's ripping and bursting. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. So there's there's two ways in a Beyblade uh, uh, duel, which I, I guess we should sort of illustrate for the listeners who may not have watched the episode. Um, who may yeah, not have watched the have? episode. Oh, God. Uh, so You brought this upon yourself. No, I, I did. I, I'm loving every minute of it on the inside. Um, <laughs> so a, a Beyblade is a top, right? Like we've covered that. You, you pull a ripcord to spin it, and you spin it in this sort of large bowl. And the duel happens with uh, two people doing this simultaneously from opposite ends of the bowl. And uh, the tops spin inside until one is uh, ejected from the Bay Stadium uh, or is bursted and, and comes apart into its component pieces. Uh, the first person to two points wins with uh, a, a ring out finish uh, being one point and a burst finish being two points. So if you get a burst on the first go, you just win. Uh, but otherwise, you'd have to get a, a ring out a couple of times. I have that's to, how you pl- that's how you Beyblade. I have to point out, like from the the first shot of this entire show, it is blindingly obvious that this show was meant to sell the specific product. The first shot yes. is the three parts of the bay coming together, and it has that. All the blades are like CG computer animated. Yes, but yep. they're made in such a way that the entire thing was just like, "All right, kids, you like this? You can go out to Toys R Us and buy one right now." It's like an elongated commercial. Yes. It is an elongated commercial, more so yeah. than I think any other show I've ever seen. I mean, you can say that, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! is made to sell cards. Sure. But you can right. watch a show without, like, going and buying cards. Whereas or Beyblade, like Pokemon, too. Yeah. I I am all but positive that the, the 3D models that they use for the Beyblades in the show are the renderings, like, from the factory. Like yeah. these are these are the models. Yeah, they are starkly different. How do you mean? Than the rest of the anime. The rest oh, of the anime yeah. is like regular cell. Right. It's 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 cell animation. Yeah. yeah. Um. But these are the sort of CG standouts. Is Pepper snoring? Yeah. Well, Pepper's asleep on the couch next to us. Oh, good boy. We're being we're being extra cozy for our, hol- our holiday special. I thought about moving my just recording on my laptop and sitting on my couch, but. I didn't get time to move it over there. Be a oh. little bit of uh, that would be a lot of setup for a right. little payoff. And that is the opposite of cozy. Yeah, having to do work. So, the show uh, episode one is titled "Let's Go Valtriac. Uh and it introduces I us. I prefer "Let's Go yeah. Evie." <laughs> oh, <laughs> you didn't let me say how I felt about it. Oh, I'm sorry. How did you feel about it? Bad. Oh. <laughs> So the name of episode one is "Let's Go." <laughs> no, I'm sorry. So no, no. So expand on that. How do you how do you feel about watching Beyblade? I had contact embarrassment watching this whole show. <laughs> I just felt embarrassed. Yeah. Uh huh. For for the people who made it. Uh huh. And the people who voice acted in it. Uh huh. That's fair. I don't know. It's just like it's so cringy. Really? Yeah. What about it? Is, what about it is cringy? How do, what d- describe? Do we want to start just, talking about the episode and you can point out all the cringy bits? I feel like <laughs> the main cringy bit is just the concept itself and the idea that so yeah. much work by talented people went into this show about kids yeah. chucking tops at each other. 
that yeah that's part of it okay that's fair the the thing that i was really scared about when i suggested that we watch beyblade burst was that i knew i could only convince you two to watch episode one and you need to watch more than episode one to really love this show the way that i do uh and hopefully we'll get into that as, i don't think as anyone could love it. the show the way that you do <laughs> i am gonna try my damnedest episode one is titled let's go valtriac uh, it introduces us to the world of Beyblade, uh, or reintroduces us, if you're already familiar. And uh, it starts off with, and it, we just watched it, but I, I, I sort of blur some of the first scenes together in my head. Um, but we, we start off with an introduction to the main character named Vault Aoi. Uh, and he is a, a young schoolboy. He's like maybe nine or ten. Uh, he has spiky blue hair. And is it? It's green in the show. It's teal. Yeah, it's teal in that picture, but it's green in the show. Uh, I'm gonna see if it lists his age. Uh, oh, he's 11, because because he's the main character in a in a fictional series. He has to be, uh, he 11. Has to be 11. That's um, the rule. And uh, he's he coming is of age, a... and he has to go out and catch one of every Beyblade. Right. Uh, and he is a. a a budding blader who is getting ready for a, uh, a, a Beyblade match. I don't know what they call them, actually. Is it? They call them tournaments, it, I think. But so there was a turn. Is it a duel? Just is it a battle? Part of the. I think it's a battle. I, I think feel it's a like, battle. Why are you asking us? You should know this. Yeah, I, you're I, the expert. I'm spacing on it. Forgive me. I am. I've blocked out most of this episode <laughs> at this point. So, so he's getting ready for his first battle with uh, a a fellow school child named Rontaro. Okay, so this is my first problem with the show so yes. far: is that none of the characters are likable. You don't like Volt? No, he's so annoying. Volt is like. Vault reminds me a lot of Steven Universe is the thing. Vault no, I like is, Steven Universe. Vault is optimistic and determined to a fault. He makes no sense, though. He do- He's completely he, unpredictable. In a way. He's impulsive. He's really yeah. impulsive. He's not good at Beyblade, which you'd expect would be a prerequisite now, for the now, main character <laughs> of the show. Now, okay, so, so if you didn't like Vault, Describe yeah. for me uh, his sort of first rival that is introduced in this opening scene, Rontaro, uh, who is who's called for most of the rest of the season Honcho because of a, a joke that happens later in the episode where he calls himself the big man, the head Honcho, and then Vault goes, "Whoa, Honcho's a cool nickname." And it's then, not, and then everyone calls him Honcho. <laughs> That's like a camp counselor nickname. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Describe, I'm Honcho. What's What's Honcho's deal? I don't know. Honcho is like. I can pull up a picture of him for you if if you need. Yeah. He's like, he carries around this giant fan first of all, which is totally contrary to the rest of his character presentation. Mm-hmm. He's like this cool kid, but he's he's like Ralph Macchio a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But. I don't know. He's got his hand in his pants like the entire show, and it he really bothered me. Bo- like three books jammed he, down his pants. Yeah, he jams a bunch of books down his pants, <laughs> and then he sticks his hand down there too. So it's a. I don't want him touching those bays after his hands in his pants. His whole look is like a mix between like a um, 
like a like a yakuza kind of look. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, almost a suit, for. but he's wearing his jacket like on his shoulders. And he's like got a like a like a martial arts belt. Yeah, and the rest is a it's a but it's homage. a white belt, which is like the lowest <laughs> right, well, level he's as a well. Child. <laughs> Um, but it's yeah. it's an homage to but like why would you wear that old. In real life? I know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's it's an homage to like old school like samurai movies is mm-hmm. how I feel like he's playing kind of that like samurai at ease kind of role. But he inexplicably shoves three dictionaries into his pants at, as like it's some kind of look. I'm not entirely a, sure what. And then he just like puts his hand in the pocket yeah, that that creates. He's like always storing his hand in that pocket in his pants. And he's clearly very sexually frustrated, which I feel weird about in a children's anime because he's like always chewing on this lollipop and sticking yes. his hand down his pants. Well, and just those no, two no, combinations. No, I'm gonna correct. I'm really... gonna correct you there. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna correct you. He is not chewing on it. He has it in his mouth, but he does not chew until the final scene. <laughs> That's somehow when even his, worse. He's edging. when his bay bursts. He's edging. <laughs> and it just it made me so uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. That's okay. That's fair. I will. Uh, I do want to point yeah. out that I kind of respect this show for like not pulling any punches and like trying to like say that it's cl- set in America when it's clearly not. I mean, these are all Japanese kids living in Japan. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, and it is incredibly Japanese <laughs> in, a, in a lot of sense. Um, but the show opens and they're in the school gymnasium. And uh, they are getting ready to battle using a what looks to be a school-owned base stadium. They have uh, a, and, and in they're fact, in the gym, just like yeah. a standard like gymnasium. And then um, and there's a closet the on one side, yeah. And you can see right. like they have them kind of stacked up with all the like hoops and like the soccer balls and that kind of thing. So, so this is already opening on like this is a common thing that lots of people do, like any other sport like this this is like basketball or hula hooping or whatever this is just your average day uh and they get ready to battle and uh vault pulls out his bay uh which is named victory Voltria. oh yeah they have names they all have unique that names i was not expecting yes me either uh so victory Voltriac is is vault's uh uh, uh bay uh vault Voltriac. Sure. Similar. Uh, and Rontaro's uh, uh, bay is Raging Roctivore. Okay. <laughs> so Raging Roctivore is a defense-type bay. And in their first battle, uh, they 3-2-1, they, let her rip. And uh, Roctivore, because it's a defense-type and it has that smooth bottom that I was gesturing about earlier... Uh, it goes straight to the center of the base stadium. Meanwhile, Voltriac, which is an attack type, has a grippy tip. <laughs> so a grippy tip for that smooth bottom. <laughs> so it has it has lots of grip on the base stadium, and it actually spins so fast. Uh, Vault pulls the ripcord so good that it spins around the stadium once and then flies out, automatically winning a point for Honcho. Uh, it's at this point that we're introduced yeah, these are to... not like half-hearted, like, you pull a thing and then it goes. These kids are, like, trying to jumpstart, uh, like, boat motors. To yeah. a point To a point where, we'll get into this later, but the subject of sports injuries comes up specifically in, like, for that reason. Oh, from Vault pulling your like... arm back too hard? 
yeah, it becomes a major plot point uh, that. Well, I guess I can just I can talk about it. One of the other characters that that comes up basically right away is Shu Kuranai, who is this older, uh, taller, white-haired, red-eyed boy uh, who is this sort of like Beyblade prodigy, right? Um, he's sort of broody and and sort of standoffish in this episode, and it's revealed later on that that's because he is worried that his repeated stress injury of pulling the Beyblade is going to keep him from competing in the tournament. And he actually has to go to like physical therapy appointments and stuff to keep his his bleeding arm. Uh, this is surprisingly uh, dark. None of this. It is. It in really the first is. Episode. No. Um, but Vault yeah, there's like a preparatory wind up before every shot. Like he's getting ready to pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure um, to, uh, to stretch before letting it rip. <laughs> before at this point, duels. before you spin your top. <laughs> at this point, we're introduced to Vault's uh, younger siblings who are. Uh, I didn't Nika understand and... that they were his siblings for yes, a while. They have. They all have different colored hair, which does I make didn't... it confusing because that's the Japanese signifier for family, apparently, is having same colored hair. That's how genetics I also, works. I also did not realize that they were not just figments of Vault's imagination until the mother speaks to them later in the episode. I thought they were like some sort of magical sprites or something. And, it, and it's <laughs> like imaginary it's... friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like, I don't know, six or seven. And Nika has bright pink hair and Toko has bright green hair. And they just look like little cherubic they like sprites. They have, yeah. yeah, they each have one fang for some reason. Like the little anime fangs where it's like, Nyeh. Yeah. Uh, they are uh, like the anime cutesy sort of comedic relief. And it, Hated them. And at this point, uh, somebody leans over to Nika and Toko and is like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Vault's good, but but I think uh, I think Rontaro's kind of got this one. Like, he's kind of the, the expert of the two, right? So they go again, and uh, Vault is like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to win this. I am going to keep it in the base stadium, and it's going to be great. And so they 3-2-1 let it rip again, and he lets it rip so hard that it doesn't even hit the stadium. It flies off the Beyblade launcher uh, into the air, and there's this sort of comedic moment where he chases after it and like rushes past people as it's in the air, and he's trying to catch it, and it, it flies into the closet that you mentioned uh, earlier, Jimmy, where all the sports equipment is being held, and Vault knocks over benches and hula hoops and stacks of volleyballs and makes a whole mess of uh, the sports supply closet, Uh, at which point he is greeted by uh, the principal, uh, Principal Shinoda. Principal Dr. Wiley. (laughs) <laughs> right, that's who he looks like. Uh, and he's like, all right, uh, you know you have to clean this up, right? <laughs> and, and Vault's like, oh, but I'm training to become the best duelist. And he's like, yeah, but you have to you have to clean. And uh, he also pulls Rontaro into it. And there's a really great scene uh, here where uh, as, as Professor, uh, pardon me, Principal Shinoda is sort of confronting Vault, one of the hula hoops that got knocked as- asunder like falls onto Professor uh, uh, Principal Shinoda and forms like a sash. And as Rontaro is trying to get away, he like whips it off and uses the hula hoop as a hook to catch Rontaro. <laughs> like a and he's vaudeville like, act. Like, yeah. And, and, and he says, well, you know, as uh, Vault's opponent, you have some responsibility too because this was like a, a Beyblade related incident. So you have to help <laughs> me clean up. 
<laughs> Going to the principal's office. Yeah, there was another Beyblade-related incident at school today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they clean up together. They, Do you think they, they have to file special like Beyblade, Beyblade incident reports? Prob- yeah, probably. You know, burrs. Beyblade incident. See, if it was my beers. school... Beers, beers. They would just ban all Beyblades. Yeah. Right. Like they did with Pokemon. <laughs> for diff- Pokemon for different reasons. Incident? Yeah. Kids were fighting over Pokemon cards because kids fight about everything. And so the solution was to just not let kids have Pokemon stuff at school. Aww. See, this is why I think Beyblade is the perfect idea because it is it is the thing that you fight about and the fighting all in one. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's that you get the aggression out as part of taking part in the the sport. Um but they clean up for a while and they're talking about how Vault wants to be this great duelist uh and he really looks up to Shu and Rontaro's like, "Okay, fine, like that's all well and good, but you lack the basic fundamentals of Beyblading. You don't understand the fundamentals." And Vault goes, "Yeah, the fundamentals." What are the fundamentals of Beyblading? <laughs> that is an excellent question. And Rontaro kind of sits him down and he goes, well, it's not just about raw like enthusiasm or raw power. You have to focus on the fundamentals. And Vault goes... But he never actually says what they actually, are, right? He doesn't get okay. a chance because Vault says, yeah, the fundamentals. And then he spends... What's maybe, I mean, it's five minutes of our time, but it's maybe three hours of real, of of his world time, saying the word fundamentals over and over again, uh, and he he runs out, he leaves the cleaning behind, he leaves Rontaro to do the cleaning, uh, and he goes to a park nearby. This is where the contact embarrassment really kicked in for me. Like, this part, this was hard to watch. For me. So, so he goes to a park nearby. Really, I thought and this is was the best saying... part of the episode because <laughs> it suddenly goes from this like, like generic kids show, and suddenly they're in this like absolutely beautiful background. It's like when you were talking about uh, Tristan and Serenity on the train, where it's suddenly this completely yeah. different like slice of life anime, and everything is like beautifully animated, and it's a beautiful sunset. Like the clouds are all like painted in these gorgeous colors, like the artistry. Involved. It's a wonderful little backdrop. It's a wonderful little backdrop for this kid just right. <laughs> but then you have around. this fucking clown going <laughs> fundamentals, fundamentals the whole time. Uh, and and he, oh, he, I could not watch this. He grabs a tire from somewhere and yeah. straps it to his back as a weight and starts just working out with this tire on his back, saying fundamentals over and over again because he's got it into his head. That if he just says fundamentals, he will yeah. learn the fundamentals. Um, his training includes, well, like I said, strapping a tire to his back, uh, leaping from uh, like, like you know how they put those tires in the ground that you like yeah. put your foot in. They've got those kind of at a ninety degree, and he's leaping on top of them, like from tire yeah, to tire, like a playground might have. Yeah, and then another is there's a like a elastic cord strapped to a tree that he is uh he's saying let it rip you know he's counting down three two one let it rip and he's pulling this elastic cord as hard as he can to sort of strengthen his his ripping arm his ripping arm. but again 
No one has told him that this is what the fundamentals of Beyblade means. No. no. He's just decided he's going to do this. He's, right. He just wants to run out and get ripped and uh, work out. And at a certain point here, uh, we see uh, Shu, Kira, and I uh, uh, come up uh, on his bike. And we've seen him previously on television. We saw that he was a he's a uh, sort of dueling or not dueling. I keep bringing up duelings. We're so used to talking about dueling in this show. But he he's a he's a Beyblade prodigy. Uh, he's part of this big tournament. And we see on television that he was able to knock out an opponent in a single hit with his uh, Beyblade, which is called, let me find it here. Uh, his blade, uh, pardon me, his bay is called Storm Spryzen. <laughs> Spryzen. And Storm Spryzen is, is this like, like red, like I'm in a, an attack bay, right? Um, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so. Wouldn't it make much more sense for them to be called blades? Who knows? What, what does bay even mean and where does it come from? Um, that's a great question. I don't actually know the etymology of Beyblade, but I'm sure we could find out. Uh, let me just. Isn't Beyblade based on like actual games kids play in Japan with spinning tops? Where yeah, it's basically I mean, the same concept, except not plastic. Yeah, there's there's for you know for a long time there's been a tradition of a spinning top game. Um, actually, I mean in a lot of cultures too. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Beyblade, known in Japan as Explosive Shoot Beyblade. Uh, oh, this is the manga series. Let's see if it can go to... Here we go, Beyblade Toy. Uh, it's from the diminutive of Beigoma, which is a traditional Japanese top. So that's why it's a bay. Okay. It's from Beigoma. Hmm. Begoma was my um, favorite boss in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> so Shu Kurenai comes up on his bike and Vault runs over and says like, hey, I saw you on TV. You did great. I'm training. I'm going to become a great uh, uh, Beyblader and I'm going to beat you in the tournament. And Shu goes, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like we're going we're gonna to face each other in the finals and I'm going to beat your ass. And Shu, I didn't know I don't think until he's gonna beat his ass. No, he doesn't say he doesn't curse. He doesn't say cusses, <laughs> Lauren. I'm I'm editorializing with my dirty mouth, <laughs> putting filthy words in the mouths of these children. Yeah, Tyler. I mean, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize uh, and... until this scene that like he's not just some like prodigy celebrity. He's just another kid yeah. who goes to school with him. Same. Yeah, and they have this conversation of like Shu kind of being a little high and mighty, and Vault says uh, that he actually got into Beyblade before Shu did. Uh, that Vault was the one that introduced Shu to Beyblade, and Shu was like, "Well, it's not about who started first, right? Uh, it's about the and, fundamentals." Yeah, and he like he kind of wants to say like it's about, it's, it's about like skill or talent, first. right? Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He he. There's sort of a moment here that implies that he and Vault do actually get along and he actually likes Vault, but he has this sort of persona of like, I need to be the cool guy, so he's not going to say it. Uh, and he sort of walks off and he's like, hey, you know what? I'll see you in the finals. And that encourages Vault to go back to training. Wow, you two just really did not like this show, huh? <laughs> well, what else do you want me to say about this scene? 
yeah, you, you've, you've recounted the whole scene. So uh, he continues to train, and at this point, I think we go back to the Aoya household. Is that, does that sound right to both yes, of you? We go back to their right. house, and we get a shot of um, uh, Vault's mom, who is, uh, uh, she's a baker. Uh, her name is, let me find it here, Chaharu, Chaharu Aoi. Uh, and she is sort of like getting ready for dinner. She's got the twins there. And they're all talking about Vault and kind of what Vault did that day, his training. And she's making bread while she does this. This is actually kind um, of a, a sweet scene. Usually in anime, we don't get to see the like the protagonist sitting down with his family for dinner. Well, and in this case, we do, we don't because yeah. he's busy polishing his his bay. <laughs> um, but uh, there is kind of a, a sweet little scene here where she's explaining, like, I'm encouraging Vault to train because it's important to have a focus in life. Yeah, it's you got to work hard for things you want. Right. Yeah. And so she uses it as sort of a teaching moment for the younger kids. And then there's a shot of her, like, looking up to the sky and being like, just keep going for it, Vault. But she's she's thinking that she's not. And saying she's like it. looking up to his room. Oh, is that how you read yeah. that? Yeah, okay. I read that as like looking to heaven, as Which though he died. Which is weird when he's like polishing his bay. In there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Are you, you polishing your bay in there? No. <laughs> Jesus, why doesn't anyone knock anymore? I'm just getting ready for the big tournament. Leave me alone. Um, Chaharu is is an amazing character later on in the show because as vault continues his training, um, <laughs> she has this, this great idea where he, he doesn't really know who to turn to for training as the show goes on. Right. Because Shu is a competitor of his. So Shu's not going to teach him everything. Um, and you know, there's no like Beyblade club at the school yet. That's a whole plot line but where he starts a club. Own... They have the equipment, but it's like yeah. having, it's like having basketballs versus having a team. Okay. So uh, he goes to his mom and he's like, Mom, how do I train to be a better blader? And she goes, well, you know. uh," And she like looks around the room and she's like, "Uh, all the great bladers started as bread delivery people. (laughs) And she gets him to start doing chores for her her bakery. as under the guise of training so he's like hoisting sacks of flour he's making deliveries he's helping her knead the dough like that sort of shit and it's this amazing arc of like she turns into this taskmaster (laughs) to get her son to do chores by telling him that it's for training and it's a very good it's very good um, it's like but that's, getting all the school kids to use shaving cream to clean the, <laughs> the tables. Yeah, there it is. There it is. It exactly. comes full circle. Um, so, so we we move away from that to as we've been alluding to, vault polishing his bay. <laughs> um, Do you want to talk about what bays look like for a second? Yeah, yeah. What um, what parts they're, specifically? They're long and thin. Um, <laughs> And they've got a tip on one end. <laughs> I was making a polishing. Oh, a penis. The bay joke. You're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about a. You're talking about a penis. I think you're confusing Beyblades and penises. <laughs> I was just going off of the uh, polishing the bay. Oh, a masturbation joke. joke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. I understand now. I thought we were going to make this a family-friendly episode. <laughs> Were we? Were we? This is an episode that's friendly to listen to 
in your own headphones while you want to get away from your family. So in that way, yes, it is family friendly. <laughs> I don't think we've done. A I just wanted to say that friendly. the tops of these Beyblades look like Winamp skins from 2003. Yeah, you know, yes. and everything was just they just discovered you could do transparencies in Windows. Yeah, and so everything is just like. It has that very just post Y2K aesthetic of just like different colors and like smooth gradients and like sharp edges. That's why I thought that partly why I thought that Tyler had watched the show like as a kid in the early 2000s. Oh, because you thought it was an old show? Yeah, because it looks like all the aesthetics are really kind of dated. Very dated aesthetics. Yeah, but that might be part of why I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, Valtriac especially is this, like, sort of angular, uh, it's blue and orange, and it's got, like, a little V on it, um, but it, it's, it's like somebody took, uh, you know those pictures of hurricanes from the top, where you see the eye of the storm? <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody took that and did a posterize effect on it, and then just tinted it blue. Do you remember when there was this huge trend of making everything into polygons, like yeah. turning every every shape into like a collection of of different polygons? Mm-hmm. It looks like that. Yeah, yeah, it does. This whole well, the design of the Beyblades, especially, but the whole show in general, just reminds me of the Homestar Runner bit where they reboot it for the '90s, where everything is darker and grittier and edgier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got. It's got a very inspired by the 90s look. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that about it. And I just pulled up pictures of what Beyblades actually look like in real life when they're not like animated to be like glowing and stuff. And they are extremely 90s lumps of plastic meshed together here. Yeah. Yeah. What was your blade, Beyblade like? God, you can't. That's a hard blade, word blade, to blade. say. It is. It's difficult. Um my Beyblade, I'm trying to remember because we had some, we actually bought some of my old job. We just like bought a bunch of Beyblades for the office. Um, I had, I think it might have been a Valtriac actually. Oh, you just like your hero. It was the, yeah, it was, it was the blue one. I liked, we had a green one I remembered and I don't remember what that one was called, but I liked that one. That was kind of the defense. Were they the different pieces that you could kind of mix and match? Yeah. And it's actually, I mean, like, I know we're kind of making fun of it here in the show, but it's actually, you can see a difference, weirdly, when you mix and match oh, the pieces. Cool. Like, they are different weights, and they have different grips, and it's, like, nice. noticeable. It's like battle bots, but dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's well, analog, let's Simplified. Say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Beyblade, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we move from the polishing the bay scene to uh the beginning of a local tournament that is starting up just um, held in the mall get, yeah like held a Pokemon in the mall tournament or something like in real life yeah oh. there's no like Again, stadium it's just like 90s feeling they rented out some space in the mall for this event right did they actually have They're... real life beyblade events in malls i'm pretty sure that would be a thing oh they yeah would do yeah 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 i mean that's that's a thing now yeah, this came out. You said in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. So. Our kids yeah, that's still very into definitely what happens. Must be. I. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think kids are into Beyblade. <laughs> I think, think people are our age Beyblade. are into Beyblade still. Yeah, I look jaded up some... uh, mid to elder millennials. Yeah, Bladed. typically white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, if, if you look up, there's a lot of, like, Beyblade hacking YouTube channels. Hacking Beyblades? Yeah, because you, like, 3D print parts for them and get different... Oh, you can, uh, like... People are, like, 3D printing their own Beyblades now. Yeah, yep. Oh, that's what is cool. What is this picture you I sent? I just sent a picture of a bunch of Beyblades, and I'm really admiring, the, like, the top left one that's so dark and edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got, like, purple spikes in the middle. Th- this is I... anesthetic. That's all Yu-Gi-Oh colors. That is yeah. all Yu-Gi-Oh colors. Yeah. All of this whole palette actually fits into the Yu-Gi-Oh verse really it's well. It's very anime like aesthetic. Yeah. It's it's exceedingly anime, I think is the best mm-hmm. the best way to sell it. Literally show. everything has spikes on it. Now I need to I, I I really need to get your thoughts, the two of you, on the characters that were introduced you to. Do sure you want my thoughts? I at do. This point? I do. I genuinely do. Uh, we're introduced to a handful of characters at the uh, sort of entry line to the tournament. There's a there's a booth set up where the bladers come and they take their picture uh, and they register themselves for the tournament. And we see a lot of the people in line who. While they don't have a lot of interaction in this episode, uh, they do become major characters later on. Um, so thinking back on, on the line, do either of you remember any like standout characters? Puppet one. Are you asking about Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow, the puppet guy, um, the guy with the dreadlocks, the guy with the purple jacket. Yeah, piano jacket guy. Piano jacket, yep. Um, also, are there any girl Beybladers? There are Beybladies. Not, n- oh, God. N- not so far in the show, if that makes sense. They do exist, but this is, I will they say, this is the big, sausage fest. Yeah, that's kind of the big, the big uh, fault in the show. Uh, is It is um, cornering that 11 year old focused boy on market. young men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about some of these characters. Ew, though, girls real quick. can't be into Beyblades. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not a point in its favor. No, it's not. It's not. I'll own that. Um, I want to talk about. I think I'll go in reverse order here. So the characters that we see, there's a, a young man who. Uh, let me see here. Just drop a picture of him, because otherwise I won't have any idea who the heck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, here, let me, let me just, I'm going to send you the Wikipedia page because that's easiest for me to grab. Uh, so the first person is Wakia Murasaki. Uh, Wakia Murasaki, it has spiky blonde hair and wears a purple suit at all goddamn times. Um, and it's, it's interesting. And he's like 12? Yeah, he's like, he's like 11. Okay. Uh, and he's got like knee-high boots. All these kids dressed way snappier than I did at age eleven. Yeah, absolutely. Same. I did say to Tyler during this scene, I was like, "Well, you can't accuse this anime of picking out the main character based on the hair." Yeah, everyone is just. Everyone's like, got main character. Arguably, aesthetic. the main character has the least main character aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. compared to some of these uh, guys. 
Waki's appearance is, is really funny from the uh, from the Wikia here. Waki is quite tall compared to other characters his age. He has sharply slanted blue eyes and blonde spiky hair, which he wears in a ponytail. His regular attire consists of a purple jacket with a red wyvern emblem as a design, a gold spike on each shoulder of the jacket, a white belt with a silver W emblem belt, purple pants, black knee-length boots, and black and yellow fingerless gloves with black and white cuffs. Mind freak. Whisket is single-handedly trying to bring out purple suits and, and uh, it's a uh, look. fingerless it's gloves. It's a look. It's a look. His current Beyblade, according to the article, is Tempest Wyvern Foreglave Atomic. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. that's Uh, great. Wakia is sort of the main rival for the first part of of season one. His character traits, uh, he's a dick. That's kind of his whole deal. Um, Second is Orochi Ginba. Orochi Ginba is the uh, the the piano jacket guy. Mm. Um, the piano jacket guy, <laughs> he has a he has a piano jacket for a reason. Does he uh, play piano? His jacket with piano keys on it. His whole thing is music. He is constantly wearing headphones. Ah, uh, one of those guys. He's always listening to music, and it's revealed later on in the series. And this is I'm I'm spoiling a lot about Beyblade Burst here, and I apologize, but. Uh, his B is uh, Omni Odax Triple Extreme. These are like named like racehorses. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Coming <laughs> up third, by it's dual layer system Obelisk Odin Triple Extreme. Sired by. Oh. Oh. It pl- How is it doing that? Where is it no. playing out of your mute? No. <laughs> Why is it? It's, it's playing at a Zoom. That's so strange. Why did it do that? Okay, well, I muted that tab. Well, well anyway. you'll cut that bit. No, I, I'll probably <gasps> forget. It doesn't matter. Um, Orochi is a really interesting character in that he's very serious, right? Uh, he also wears studded denim jeans, <laughs> which is a look. That's a, that's but a big thing. studs. Big studs at the thigh Rivets. and the calf. Yeah, um, practically rivets. So Orochi is very serious, but he's also very kind. Like he he helps out the twins later on in the series. He he's very you know gentle with them and is like sort of caring of all the people that he's around. But his main character trait is that he has perfect pitch, to the point where his hearing is so sharp that he can sense a burst finish coming before it even happens by listening to the pitch that the bays make when they spin. Here's a question for you. Yes. I've been meaning to ask this like later in the episode, but once they spin their their bays, can they uh-huh. affect what they do in any way? Yeah, they sure act like it, don't they? They do act like it. And this is this is um I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Smart money says no. But also, as we'll see later in the show, uh, it kind of seems like the bays have spirits of their own. And that's a big plot point in earlier seasons of Beyblade. Yeah, they were manifesting yeah. during yeah. some of the battles. I was in about, earlier... That was going to be my second question. What's with the like creatures coming out of these tops? So in, in, <laughs> in the original series of Beyblade... It sounds so dumb. You... In the original series of Beyblade, so you know how, like, in Yu-Gi-Oh, they talk about the heart of the cards? Yeah. In Beyblade, they talk about the heart of the bay. Do they really? Wow, just direct dealing I, I don't remember if it's there. that exact wording, but it's that's basically it. Each bay has a spirit. 
uh, it has has an energy. So the name that they that they have, the unique names like Valtriac, that's not the name of the top. That's the name of the spirit inside of the top. So are these like so, mystical spirits? Are they like artificial yes. intelligence? What's going on with the bays? Well, that's interesting. There's a bit of both. Uh, in the good guy tops, they are mystical spirits. But if I'm remembering from the series correctly, there are also artificial spirits. Oh, like evil. But I don't remember the exact specifics on that. Evil homunculus spirits. Yeah, like synthetic, uh, uh, like Sith uh, Beyblades. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, but they're actual like ancient spirits in the tops. And I, I admittedly have not watched far enough yet into Beyblade Burst to know if that's the case here. It certainly feels like it given the episode, but it's unclear. They they haven't bonded with their bays enough to really directly affect the action of the tops. If if that's what you're asking. You have to walk your bay for 5,000 steps before you can feed it a berry and level up. (laughs) Right, right. During the um, one of the battles, if that's what we're calling them, um, they had both already pulled the cord. They both already let it rip. Mm-hmm. It had ripped, mm-hmm. and I think it was Vault was like, "Yeah, you can do it. This is gonna be such a challenge." And I was like, "You have already done everything you can. Like you, you did the action yeah. that it takes to do the battle. Yeah, what the are de- you talking the deed's about? Deed's been done, son. Yeah, events um, have been set yeah. in motion that cannot be undone." <laughs> yeah, it's, you have no control over this now. It's so interesting because it's it's clear, right, that Vault has this idea that he can sort of affect the outcome of the battle. But at this point in the show, there is no indication that that's a reality. It's really only through wa- having watched Beyblade in the past that I even like remember that thing about the spirits. Um, what we see happen is, uh, or actually, let me go through the rest of these characters that are introduced real quick. Uh, we have Hoji Kanda. Who's and I just sent you the the main episode page there, Jimmy. So it lists all the characters. Moe's from the office. Yeah, Hoji Kanda is Moe's from the office. He is a he's his look is farm boy. Uh, that's really all you need to know. There's a uh, Daigo Kuragami, which uh, is I believe who you called Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he literally is though. He looks like it. Yeah, he's Captain Jack Sparrow in a tracksuit. Is is what it is. <laughs> and uh, his hair stands up instead of being dreadlocks and a ponytail right uh his current bay is crusher doomsizer two vortex hunter doomsizer uh, that's, that's number two two vortex is one word with the the numeral two um there is uh rontaro who we know and then there is ken midori who is one of my favorite characters ken midori is like the most normal ever. name you're like and this is our accountant ken midori <laughs> right <laughs> ken Ken is the kid with the puppets. Oh, God, yeah. So Ken, uh, his Beyblade is King Kerberos Limited Press. Uh, and uh, he has, like, long, spiky black hair. He wears a green uh, suit with long tails. And it he... looks kind of like a, um, it makes me think of a praying mantis. Yeah, it's very oh, yeah. praying mantis his vibe. Suit. Uh, his hands are always gloved by two dog puppets. Or are one, they dogs? They're dogs. Okay. One is a blue one named uh, Karu, uh, who has sharp, pointy teeth. Uh, and then the other is Besu, who has square teeth and has like red and floppy ears. Um, so uh, 
this thing about someone who went to public school this is definitely a kind of kid who would exist like in real life and then would get pulled out of class every so often to go vanish somewhere for a few hours yeah for sure here's the thing about ken so he comes off as that kid for the first like six episodes you you how do you know because i've watched those episodes no just about him being that kind of kid (laughs) oh public school thank you because i was that kid (laughs) Oh no. Um so Ken Ken is a he's a transfer student who comes yeah. comes to school and he comes off as that kid, right? Where in this episode he says one line through Basu the puppet. It's the puppets talking yeah, to each other. Yeah, his is, mouth doesn't move. Like not even like a ventriloquist's mouth doesn't move. He's like his mouth is closed. That is consistent. It was creepy. That is consistent through the show. <laughs> Ken does not speak. Only the puppets speak. Only the speak. puppets, yeah. And so there's a point in the show where This Vault child has is... issues. Well, <laughs> I hope well, he's seeing like a speech therapist or something. Or he's possessed. The well, puppets are alive and okay, they're real. So hear me out. So, so this is why Ken is my favorite character. Later on in the show, uh, not in this episode, but like in later episodes, Vault is trying to start a Beyblade club for the school so that they can get like funding and he can train and everything. And the principal tells him that he needs to get uh, at least six members. So he goes around to all of these people that I've just listed off and is like, hey, remember when we faced off in that tournament and stuff happened? Like, we're friends now, right? You want to be in my club. And he goes to track down Ken and is like trying to figure out where he lives. Nobody knows where he lives. And somebody goes oh, I think I saw him at the mall. And Vault's like, okay, fine. Like, people go to the mall, whatever. And he see he goes to the mall and he sees Ken disappear behind a curtain. And on the other side of the curtain Where is, this is a puppet show. Is a puppet show. And it's Ken putting on a puppet show. And it's revealed that Ken's family is a traveling circus. And he has been traveling in this like puppet show circus for his entire life and has never settled in one place long enough to make friends. And Vault meets Ken's mom and his mom explains, yeah, like that's always been really hard on Ken that we've had to move around so much. And that's why when we moved here, I promised him we're not going to move again. We're staying here. But Ken needs to learn how to make friends. This got and, really sad all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah and Vault is like, oh, is that why he's... And his mom's like, yeah, he only... The puppets is how he communicates. Oh, poor Ken. And so it's, so it becomes a story about this kid who's like... I don't know if he's on the spectrum, if he has like problems. He definitely has communication issues. But it has become a story of like these people bringing him into a community where they accept him for who he is because he's a good blader and he Can you imagine if he ways... sucked at Beyblades? <laughs> Get out of here. Right. <laughs> well, fine. But like, but like he finds ways to communicate with these people who slowly become his friend in, in, really in, in a world where he hasn't had friends before because yeah. he's a weirdo that talks through puppets mm. and they love him. That's sweet. It's so I mean, nice. I just want to clarify when I said that he was creepy earlier, that's a compliment coming from me that's not a negative and he does come off as creepy like he has that vibe yeah that was a creepy thing that happened he is the guy that like talks through the puppet and then mysteriously vanishes that is his character trait for most of the first like 10 episodes i mean 
Same. (laughs) (laughs) So the tournament begins, and the first match is uh, Vault, who has gotten like stage fright, I guess, because even in taking his registration picture, he trips over himself and bites his tongue. So his photo is him biting his tongue, (laughs) like full on tongue out of mouth. He's biting it. Uh, and he, he walks out on the stage and does like the robot up to the stage. I did not he understand that. He's like forgotten how to walk in front of people <laughs> and he trips and he, he, he trips onto the stage and he falls forward and he runs into who should it be? But Rontaro, the honcho and vaults like, Oh, Hey, what are you doing here? And Honcho goes, what? the hell do you think I'm doing here? And then the announcer goes, and the other blader battling in this first battle is Rontaro. And Vault's like, oh, what? cool. Okay, a rematch. And so they they have their first battle. Um, Yeah, this is the first like official Beyblade tournament. How do you guys feel about the turnout for the Beyblade tournament? I feel like what do you mean? The, the like the setup, the announcer, the the TV screens, the audience. How do you how how did that vibe go for you? I feel like that's a lot of money going into just like a tiny yeah. tournament in a mall. Yep. Yeah. I had one of those existential horror moments where I realized <laughs> that the announcer, right, the the referee or whatever you yeah. want to say it, the one person who looks weirdly like a real person. Yeah. So he's like the authority figure in this situation, right? Conceivably. Yeah. Yeah. And I had one of those existential horror moments where I was like, oh, he's the authority adult in this scenario. And I am 10 years older than him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This, this guy is clearly like a count. He's like 19. He's like a camp counselor every summer. Yeah. He's really into Beyblade. But he's like the boring adult figure yeah he's he's too he's aged out of the tournament yeah he's he's 18 right he's ancient (laughs) so it's like kids next door Um, once you turn 18 once you become a teenager you can't play beyblade anymore right (laughs) Right. i know that wasn't what you were looking for but that's where my mind went no 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 that makes sense this guy has a name i'm trying to i'm trying to remember what it is but he's a named character in the show that that uh turns up every now and then um nope why is that person a named character might as well be random background person number three uh oh uh, yeah it's shin komazaki um yeah with his glasses it doesn't yeah it doesn't say how old he is but his occupation is wbba that's world beyblade association uh chapter president chair of the tournament committee um yeah and he's just like a you know he's like an adult person human he's a real bay enthusiast he does not have main character hair. No. Yeah. So the first background character hair. So the yep. so the battle starts and I mean again same so. So the battle starts and Vault does his whole like all right got to flex my arm got to get ready got to do the thing, and they both uh, three two one let her rip, and uh, Vault lands it. It lands in the Bay Stadium this time. He's so happy. And the battle begins between these two tops. One thing I noticed uh, both this time and during the the last one that was broadcast on TV, uh, mm-hmm. like when they're showing like the the coverage of these matches, uh, like the camera is like f- 
fully CGI in this environment and like zooming around and like getting like within inches of them. But like the yeah, only way they could have something like that is if they had like one of those brand new like NFL cams that like zooms all over the field. A drone. A, oh, like, like a drone the, or the white, sky cam. Like sky cam, except like itty bitty. It would have to be like yeah. microscope size to like get in and have like a really skilled operator to move it around so it doesn't hit these freaking tops that are spinning. And uh, I mean, to to give the the listeners like a, a sense of the kind of shots that we're getting of these Beyblades, it's like when you're playing Mario Kart and you you like finish the race and then the camera turns to chase mode. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you you get. Like and shots like really of your character, like yeah, real smooth, yeah. like three sixty mm-hmm. degree panning around these things. Still with these like overly CGI, really super detailed bays, and the rest of the animation is like normal, like solid color oh, yeah. animation. The actual right, right. field that they're on just looks like CGI garbage. It's the bays right. that are like super high detailed and like. Yeah. glowing and they've got like clearly defined edges it's uh, a very specific aesthetic yeah so the thing that happens here is, is almost identical to the first uh, battle between Vault and, and Rontaro uh, Raging Roctivore goes straight to the center because that's his his type uh, and Victory Valtriac sort of spins around the the side and he does uh, at one point the top turns inward and does make an attack against raging rontaro or uh, uh, raging roctivore sorry you are referring uh, and... to these tops using he pronouns is that canon yeah, uh good it, point that's actually that's a really good question i thought it was because of the like spirits inside of the um which are all male tops. and only men can be Beybladers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the shitty thing about this show, huh? I'm looking up. So, I'm, okay, so now I'm looking at the uh, Victory Valtriac. Um, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out page. how they're doing attacks and like having any sort of I'm strategy a- when it's just like spinning around and sometimes it like falls into the middle and bounces off the other top. Yeah. So okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify here. I'm look I'm looking at the page. I was looking at the page for Victory Valtriac, and there are no pronouns listed. So I'm gonna use they them pronouns for the spirits inside the tops from now on. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that sentence. Like so, no, I totally support that. But also, that's a sentence. But also, that you that's had a sentence. To say with your that's human a sentence mouth. that needs to be said, and that's just the world that we live in. Um, about the tops having gender. I mean, <laughs> um, so uh, specifically about the tops having spirits inside them. Right. Yeah. So uh, the thing the thing that happens, and this is kind of a weird, like, you do see this behavior in actual Beyblade is the weird thing, where just for whatever random reason, it will hit, uh, like, an extra grippy bit on the tip of the top, and it will take a sharp turn, and you'll be like, whoa, how did that happen? And it'll just happen to knock into another top. Um. But yeah, it takes like a really sharp turn here. And that's kind of the first indication that there is something alive in this bay, right? Uh, and it turns and it, 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 uh, uh, Victory Valtriac attacks Raging Roctivore. And Raging Roctivore, as a defense type, is designed to keep spinning there in the center, even though it's being hit. It's very heavy and it's very, um, it's, it's like frictionless on the bottom. It's just going to keep spinning and spinning. So it deflects the attack. And uh, (laughs) 
sorry, Pepper is still asleep on the couch here. Um, and leads to, after a couple more attacks from Victory Voltrek, Victory Voltrek is launched out of the base stadium for the first ring out finish, giving one point to Rontaro. Is this and... where we see the spirits come out? Yeah, so this is this is actually that's a good point. This is the first time that we see the spirit of Raging Rock Devour where they come out of the top. I'm uh, sorry. Also, with a name like Raging Rock Navor, like and I, I, I feel about I have to apologize further. I haven't been using the top's full name. Uh, the top's full name is actually based on the configuration of the top. This is Raging Rock Devour Gravity Revolve. Uh, which is different from uh, uh, some other versions of Raging Rock Devour that we'll see later okay, on. Okay, so it's like F-Zero-GX, mm. where the machines you make are named after their individual components. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the spirit is Raging Rock Devour, but this is Raging Rock Devour Gravity Revolve, and uh, it actually has sort of a, a, a... So which part is the spirit contained in? Which of the three uh, that is, is contained gestalt top consciousness? <laughs> no, I, I believe the spirit is primarily how, housed in the energy layer. How many parts of the top do you have to replace before it is no longer the spirit of Raging <laughs> Going ship of Theseus on this top here. Um. So, so at this point, yeah, you're right, Jimmy. So, uh, Raging Rocktivore actually uses a special move called a Rocktivore Zone. Uh, Welcome which to the Rocktivore Zone. It sort of it sort of plants itself in the center, and this spirit of raging Rocktivore comes out, and they look like a. Let me see if I can find a picture. It's like a Balrog or something. Yeah. Oh, there's not a good picture online. It's just pictures of the top. Um, Dang it. Oh, what if you What ad. if you search rage, raging Rocktivore, whatever? Raging Ragnarok. <laughs> Say it. Say its name. <laughs> I don't remember its name. Uh, raging Rocktivore. I'm getting spirit. a lot of the. Okay, here we go. Spirit. Riveting audio. Uh, oh, we do a lot of Googling on this show. Um, yeah, there we go. Rocktivore Spirit gives us something. What would you do without me? I've, I would panic. Um, it, it's sort of, yeah, it's a, it's a Balrog. It's got big yeah. black wings. It's got horns. It's a little bird of flame. There's a lot of flame, uh, yeah. But just on its head, like a little, little boop, little, little boop. Well, it's sort of, it, they're sort of wreathed in flame. Yeah. Uh oh, we got a we got a YouTube video. What? Well, while you're watching YouTube on our podcast, uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody dubbed over. <laughs> this is this is the dubbed over audio of Rontaro summoning Rock Tavor. <laughs> so let's listen to the end here. <laughs> um but yeah so Rocktivore is yeah like a balrog character and what happens is uh they uh, uh sort of extend a hand and a fireball appears yeah it's like a tornado fireball comes out of the top yeah. of this this bait this top and then the spirit appears and like shoots a fireball yep and uh the fireball hits victory valtriac can can everyone else see this i was just going to only... wonder that it's it's in the Im- minds of the players. It's implied, at least at first, that this is just in the minds of the players. We get a Nobody's wide reacting shot. to the spirit appearing. We get a, mi- a wide shot of these tops colliding, and we do see, like, the tornado, but we don't see the spirit, mm-hmm. like, in there. Right, and sometimes there will be the spirits, like, behind Vault or something, but right. they're not, like, 
in the center of the tournament thing. What's that called again? The the base stadium. Yeah. Uh. It, yeah. It's it's heavily implied that for now these are just in the mind's eye. Yeah. And uh, we for now for now dun dun well, dun and. No, and see, and here's the interesting thing. So, so we start the next round, and there's a lot of talking in the in between, right? Like a lot of the the characters are talking about, like, okay, well, Vault is is strong, like he got his bay going really fast, but does he have the fundamentals? Does he have the skills? Does oh he have God. the does he have the knowledge that it takes to be a good blader? Has he studied? What are his credentials? Did he just spend his whole time polishing? <laughs> right. Um, so they start the second, uh, uh, match and, uh, uh, Vault is, uh, talking to, to Valtriac. He's talking to his bae and he's saying, you know what, look, we can do it. I'm really excited. And he actually has a really sweet line to Rontaro too, where he's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like this means that like, you're a really good blader and I have to work extra hard to beat you. Like everyone's this... expecting him to be really disappointed. I yeah. Think. Cause he, he makes kind of a. Kind of, he he gets really like downtrodden at first, right? Yeah. Like his his head sinks, and mm-hmm. he's he's kind of silent. And I really then, liked that moment. And then he perks up, and he's like, "That's awesome! Yeah. That was super cool that this, you this moment that you beat me." <laughs> Disappointment. Uh, and and he goes, "That means that you're super strong, and I have to work really hard. And that if I beat you, that means that I'm really good, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically." And he's like, "That means that this is gonna be really fun when we do round two. That is another thing and that I, I liked about back by that. this show is that. They're not like, well, so far of the like three characters we've seen, they're, yeah. they mm-hmm. don't like hate each other. They're rivals, sure, no. but they're just, they're still just kids who are friends playing a game against each other. Exactly. Right. When these exactly. kids Even... beat each other, it's like beating your friend at Smash Brothers or whatever. It's not like, yeah. there's no right. anger there. Nobody's taking it personally. And, and in all of the cases later on in the show when there are genuinely unlikable characters, it is them acting unlikable to try and impress someone, to try and get in with a certain crowd, to try and achieve some other goal. And once that is out of the way, they're like, look, here was my whole deal. I'm really sorry about this. Like, let me like find a way to redeem myself. And we get these smaller kind of redemption arcs from these kids just trying to do their best. It's really nice. <laughs> um, so uh, we start the second uh, battle and this is when we see what I think is a physical manifestation of the spirit of Valtriac where Vault sort of gets into the uh, the the. He assumes stance, the position, which is essentially just a big lunge, right? Yeah. Like he's he lunges forward towards the base stadium in a in a pose with one leg stretched out behind Leggy him. Out. It's as awkward as it sounds. <laughs> it's really bad, uh, but he he gets ready to uh, you know let it rip, and he's holding he's you holding. Gotta get your legs wide apart <laughs> and one behind rip. the other. This yeah, is in order to let it rip. This <laughs> this moment. It's it's underplayed in the show, but this moment right here in the show is the plot of the next four episodes. <laughs> what? This moment where Volt is talking to the spirit of Valtriac and he's like, all right, Valtriac, I know that we can do this. This is our night. We will win. We will fight. Open eyes, clear hearts, can't lose. Whatever that saying is. 
Blue eyes, and, white dragon, can't lose. And the, sp- <laughs> and the spirit of Valtriac, who is an armored knight riding atop an armored horse, appears behind Vault, extends their sword, and the tip of their sword angles the bay launcher <laughs> down by approximately 10 degrees. Yeah, they just go, just tap it down just slightly. And every blader in the room notices. Everyone freaks the fuck Everyone out. Everyone stops. Like, the room goes silent. imperceptible movement. And at one point, Wakia's yeah, like... Yeah, that's what I said, too. It's like, everybody freaks out. And I was like, they wouldn't have... First of all, they, they're too far away to How see, can you that see that small of a movement. And second of all, if the spirits are not manifesting in reality, right. if they're only in the minds of the bay blader... Um, all they saw was him tipping his little it launcher down. It takes a down. trained eye. Beauty is in the eye like, of the bay holder. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a trained eye for sure. But so Wakia calls it out. He's like, "What is he doing?" And uh, 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 Orochi goes. Only stand users or no, not, can not Orochi. Daigo, Daigo, Daigo steps forward and he goes. He tilted his launcher. <laughs> like it's some big revelation. <gasps> It's it's played so fucking seriously, and this it is the really great part is. of the show. This so is dramatic. exactly what you said, Jimmy. This is when you're first learning to skateboard, and you go into the half pipe for the first time, and the only way you can do it is just to fucking commit. This show fucking commits. It really does. And he tilts it, and he three, two, one, lets it rip, and it hits the state the the base stadium at an angle. At a weird angle, apparently. Which, which gives the... That the, no one has ever done before. It gives, it gives the grippy tip of Valtriac more uh, 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 surface area. The grippy tip of Valtriac is <laughs> just choice. It gives Valtriac's tip more surface area that it's meeting Ugh. the floor of the base stadium so that it can move faster. So the more it spins, the faster it moves, and it starts darting around. And yes, Raging Rocktivore is still doing the defense move. It's doing the Rocktivore zone. We know its deal. We see the, the spirit of Rocktivore start to appear. It's literally the only thing a top can do. It's a special yeah. move, Jimmy. It's a special move. And and we see the spirit of Rocktivore begin to appear, but also the spirit of Valtriac is present with the top, and everyone notices it. And the top starts darting around, and it makes first contact with Rocktivore, and everyone expects, oh, that's it. It's going to be a ring out again. But no, it keeps hitting and hitting and hitting. And suddenly, to everyone's surprise, it is hitting Rocktivore so fast and so repeatedly that it is not allowing Rocktivore the room for a counterattack, because that's a thing that but tops are capable of. But it doesn't do that, though. It never does. That's his whole strategy, is not to do counterattacks and just to sit there well but that's what the rock zone was when the, the spirit of rock appeared and the fireball appeared that was the counterattack so it's not mm. giving it space for the the balrog to to cast fireball i realized too this was foreshadowed a little bit because um i forget when in the episode it happened but at some point vault is talking to what's his name which one the, this guy the blader the one that he's fighting against? Yeah. Uh, Honcho. Yeah, Honcho. That's right. Uh, he's talking to Honcho. And, the Honch. Mm-hmm. That Honch. And he's like, yeah, my my top has such, it's so weighty and it has such, <laughs> it has such a center of gravity mm-hmm. that no one can knock it out of the stadium. It's impossible to knock it out. You can't get your points that way. Right. 
So I realized that that was foreshadowed a little bit because he can't get his points by knocking him out of the stadium. Right. It's it's a it's a fool's endeavor yeah. to try and knock Raging Rocktivore out of the stadium because it is such a heavy defense mode top. So you need to get a burst finish. <laughs> Are you laughing at heavy defense mode top? Yeah. Yeah. Tag yourself. I'm heavy defense mode top. <laughs> Your prefer- see see here's the, here's the secret of the show your preferred bay type is actually your your preferred sex position. <laughs> um so yeah so it it is revealed that uh he he spun the top in such a way at such an angle that he can now continue to attack and attack and attack and attack while maintaining a spin. Uh and he calls this uh rush launch is is the name of this move. Sure. And so Vault is like punching in the air and he's like, he's like, yeah, (laughs) rush launch, do it. And it's, it's got this like extra anime ass shot where, uh, the, the top is moving so quickly that you cannot see Valtriac. You just see like the, the bits and pieces where it strikes Raging Roctivore. And as it does so, and as Vault uh, his sort of confidence increases in Valtriac. You see the spirit of Valtriac appear both behind Vault and coming from the top. And suddenly, Valtriac and Roctivore are dueling, not just in the tops, but in the spirit realm, where the spirits have emerged from both tops. And now the knight in shining armor that is Victory Valtriac, uh, pardon me, I'm going to use their full name, Victory Valtriac boost variable, uh, is full on fighting full with their name. sword. <laughs> Uh, 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 raging rock gravity revolve (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh and they are going back and forth you know fireballs and swords and and what have you uh until finally raging rock bursts (gasps) and uh he gets the the burst finish and that is two points to vault and because it only takes two points to win the match vault wins the match, and continues on to the next round in the tournament. And he catches wow. his top, and he celebrates, and he's he's praising the spirit of Valtriac, and he thanks Rontaro for the, the battle, uh, and he is ready for whatever the world is going to throw at him next. And that is the first episode of Beyblade Burst. And then Hancho sees, like, during, as this is all happening, during the burst finish, that's when he, like bites down on his, his yeah. lollipop and it just like explodes in his mouth. He's so shocked. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's the that's the moment where he finally chews. That that finally lollipop bites. lasted him several days. Yeah. That's he must have a supply of them. Everlasting or gobstopper. Or it's a Wonka's yeah, yeah. everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> Willy so Wonka it. confirmed Beyblader. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon now. It's it's there. So in the spirit of you activated my podcast, I want to ask the both of you, what was the best part of this episode for you? When it ended, oh. Got him. <laughs> I'm sorry. My favorite part was seeing this, admittedly what I think to be a very dumb concept, and just leaning 100% into it. There's no hesitation. Yeah, they went really hard. They are yeah. completely dedicated to making this a super serious anime about kids and their little tops yeah it is it is it has zero (laughs) self-awareness 
Or 100% self-awareness. Yeah. It could be. It could be. It's very aware of what it is. Yep. And it's not trying to be anything different. I also like that each match uh, is over very quickly and you're not sitting there bogged down with like a <laughs> bajillion cards doing boring shit for like True. I think Jimmy has PTSD <laughs> from our post-traumatic episode, yeah. stress duels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I like that there's, that there's just one verb in the show <laughs> that you have to pay attention to yeah. and that's ripping yep. and oh. or bursting. So there's two verbs. Wow. There's no like secret um, combos. There's no like hidden bullshit. It's all just letting it rip in various methods. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my best, I... Uh, so I have this thing about anime intro songs where there are just certain intros and Yu-Gi-Oh is one of them, right? Like season one of Yu-Gi-Oh, that theme song just like does shit to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I can fully describe it. It's like a very powerful nostalgia. Like anytime I hear the opening theme of like Naruto, I am instantly transported back to the time in my life when I watched like 500 episodes of Naruto in one sitting, right? Like it's, it's such a powerful feeling for me and Beyblade Burst has an amazing like triumphant theme song I did like the intro any anytime I hear it I'm immediately just like I'm immediately happy right like I'm I'm happy I'm proud of something I don't know what but it's just this like like it makes me want to cry it honestly does I'm just like so overwhelmed with emotion and the the lyrics are so like nothing right i'm looking i'm looking at the lyrics right now and the lyrics from the tv version of the the theme song are beyblade let's go become the strongest blader go burst go burst go burst (laughs) beyblade burst go burst go burst go 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 burst yeah everyone's got it the (laughs) desire to win and a beyblade just for you that's right facing each other now the will to become stronger uh starts boiling inside of you Uh. right Shoot, the throbbing of your turn. Oh, God. <laughs> burst, burn, burst, strong, burst, your heart's pound. Three, two, one, go, shoot. When- so it's not just me, right? This is like very sexual overtones. We, Lauren, you and I talked about this when we were watching the show. We sure did. This is a show about a boy who is horny for battle. Yeah, he's real horny for battle. <laughs> he He's real horny for his. He's very tops, horny for, for tops. his little toys. He he is a top bottom. Yeah, I yeah, wish really... that sentence had not just passed through my ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love the theme song to this show, even though the lyrics make no sense. Um, let me ask you both an easier question now. You did not you keep ignoring me with these questions. You did not give me a chance to I'm say sorry. my favorite. You yeah, you said when it ended. Oh, <laughs> and then you're like, "Zingdom, got him, nice." And okay. you dropped the mic, and then you left the building. And I'm not on that episode anymore. Bye, everyone. Um, but what was your actual? Fest? Nope, it's no, fine. no, no. T- no tell no, me, t- did on. I want to know if if there was a part of this episode that genuinely brought you joy? Because that's all I want <laughs> for Christmas. That's all I want for Christmas. Um, for Christmas, Lauren. <laughs> Do it for the children. I actually did kind of like the times when they were talking physics nonsense. Yeah. Um, when 
like especially after he angled his shooter <gasps> he angled down his like five degrees or whatever and then um Shu was in the background going like he it it means he's coming at it from an oblique angle, which means that he has a tighter spin on the outset and like all of this physics jargon yeah, that's, that is that's nonsense. That's the moment when Shu realizes that Vault has like a natural talent for blading. Yeah, yeah, which was also a weird point in the episode, but I liked the jargon associated with it. Okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good jargon. Yeah. How about an easier question for you? What was the worst part of the episode? <laughs> I'm, I'll let Lauren go Either... first. Um, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> when it started, hey. Hey, Singdom. Um, <laughs> no, the whole uh, montage with him doing fundamentals, fundamentals. Mm. Like, I literally, I had to shield my eyes. That, I don't know why. That got, but that was just like, it was so difficult for me to listen to and watch that happening. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, uncomfortable. Un- like, like yes, Vault, it made me physically uncomfortable. Like I said, Vault is like optimistic and determined to a point. Like he's a very Naruto-esque character mm-hmm. in a way. Like if you're familiar with Naruto, like that's that's the vibe that you get from this it's person. It's like a very Pollyanna sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And there are some things where like, depending on where your head is at when they do them, it's either cute and endearing or just kind of like uh, upsetting. <laughs> which which I think it really depends on where you were at mentally when that scene happened, where you're like, oh, look at that that kid being determined to to win. Well, and I'm sort of, if you haven't gathered by my frequent guest appearances on this show i'm sort of a i like to describe myself as a pessimistic nihilist so it just i it rubs me the wrong way so everything's made up and the points don't matter exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and that's okay that's it takes all kinds yeah jimmy how about your worst i was thinking about it um and i think that just from my background working in television uh if this was an actual event being broadcast on tv it would be so goddamn boring because the only reason it has like the cool angles and we get to see like, well, what the tops are doing is because we have that is because it's animated in real life. It would just be like a top down shot of these tops going dink. It would, there would be no strategy. There'd be no, nothing interesting to look at. Uh, No drama. There is no, there's no drama. There'd be nothing that would, put this on tv there would be no one sponsoring this there i don't know people really like to watch curling though that, yeah that's it's a different thing though that has multiple people it's like its own sport there's some strategy involved yeah. i don't actually know anything about curling it is just like things going dink though the, yeah. yeah this this feels like something that you would maybe put on like espn 8 at one in the morning yeah like <laughs> past the time this is what would get bumped out of its time slot by competitive eating (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) the beyblade tournament has been postponed to tomorrow Uh, instead we will be airing the west philadelphia hot dog eating championship it's in the second night and uh, steve johnson has just beaten the local record of 102 
wet hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that, that I guess that's my worst, is that the central conceit of this like nationally broadcasted event is dumb. Yeah, that's completely fair. unbelievable. It's believable that kids would play this top game. It is not believable yeah. that it would be broadcast on TV. <laughs> that literally anyone else would be interested <laughs> in it. <laughs> I'm picturing the producer like shopping around to various locations being like, hey, can you sponsor this Beyblade tournament? And they'd be like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to stop, sully our Stop brand. telling us to sponsor made up things. Unless it's like My... Toys R Us that would be selling these Beyblades. Right, yeah, that would be the obvious endorsement, right? Just go to the toy stores. That could have saved KB Toys. Or maybe that's why KB <laughs> Toys went under. It's hard to tell. <laughs> what is your worst? Uh, My worst is that I could only convince my two best friends in the world to watch <laughs> just one episode of Beyblade. <laughs> no, um, my... My worst is there's so much, like, there are so many small points of world building here, and all I all I really want is just, like, one long, I want, like, a tutorial episode. I want somebody to sit Why? down. Why? It's, like, two things. Well, no, but that's the thing. So it's clearly not just two things in this world, right? Where, like, people are freaking out about, like, oh, he tilted it, or whatever. <laughs> like, I want... I wanted an episode that was, here is a Beyblade. Here is why the burst thing matters. Here are the different configurations. Here's like the strategies that exist in the world. And then you could go into this episode and see him tilt the the Beyblade launcher like five degrees. And then you would be going, oh, that's a completely different strategy from all this tutorial that we just got, right? Like, But because we don't know anything about Beyblade, we're looking at it and we're like, yeah, he tilted it. What's the big whoop? Yeah, yeah they just throw you in the middle of it. They did right. have Which that like three minutes at the beginning of the episode where they were like, "Here's what a Beyblade is." Welcome. It's a top. Where where Professor Oak came out yeah. with a, a giant top and said, "Welcome to the world of Beyblade." Che- I'm gonna go fuck your mom. <laughs> Choose one of your three pieces to go on a Beyblade uh, adventure. And, uh, but they didn't uh, like you know, tell it, us anything about Beyblades other than they exist. Right, like I, I did say to you that they buried the lead here with the whole um, spirits coming oh, yeah. out of right. That's a much more interesting. Yeah, yeah I was like, they should have started with that. And that's that's the sort of thing that I want to know. I want to know going into this, what is the like, like what are the what are the fundamentals, right? Like, give mm-hmm. us that scene. <laughs> yeah, they never actually answered it, and they just made you feel horrible when you have to watch this fundamental scene and yeah. not actually the, tell you what the, tra- the training montage yeah oh god um Flash but yeah I, I i wish <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> i i wish that that we'd gotten sort of a um sort of a uh like an overview of beyblade the world of beyblade strategy right before the, the tournament started mm-hmm. but that's okay we get more of it as time goes on and that's all right tyler can i admit something to you this yeah. whole time, I've had the wiki article for Tornado Wyvern Forglave Atomic open in the other window. And so uh-huh. the picture of it, like the actual Beyblade itself, has been just kind of there in my peripheral vision. And the aesthetic uh-huh. of this dumb thing is working on me. God damn it. <laughs> is it? Send it to me. This, What's this page? I want to look I at this. I want to see this. This Beyblade is just that, that translucent, 
translucent plastic kind of aesthetic that they leaned into in the 90s where everything was just this translucent plastic and it's like different colors and it's like all these like oh like when like like when the game boy color came yeah, out yeah it's like game it boy color the, sort the of aesthetic one. but uh-huh. it's clearly designed to get like it's made to look like something young boys would think oh, is shit. cool as hell and i'm looking at yeah, this I'm looking now, at the picture and it's now. Like, yeah. dang it that is cool as hell if i was a kid i would think that is super tight and i would want one god damn yeah does it glow in the dark it looks like it should it probably it should, should glow in the dark like i know they've got their rendered really cool. versions for the show but like the real life version yeah. with that like s- transparent plastic that has like that mm-hmm. sort of semi-translucency to it it mm-hmm. looks really cool it's purple and green uh, and there's like streaks of red in different patterns and uh it's got the waluigi w <laughs> it does look like it has the waluigi <laughs> w but just the colors of this thing it's are got really this, neat and the cool like edges around the the blade looking yeah it is a parts like you can see like flashes of that lime green behind the purple as well it is a toy that is meant to look cool it's pretty cool yeah. it has kind of the same color scheme as uh buzz lightyear yeah, that's true. More more purple though. Yeah. I always think of Buzz as more green. Dominant. But it's the same kind of toy where it's clearly made to look as cool as possible. Yeah. I mean, Two it's still just this freaking children. top. But dang, that is a cool look. Yeah, to an 11-year-old child, yeah. this is like the holy grail. I can just imagine kids rolling up with their like yeah. different colored tops and there's like one kid who's got an ice themed one that's like black and like dark like glacier blue. Yeah, did you ever play like marbles or anything? Was that ever a big thing at your school? I th- pogs. Vaguely pogs. pogs. Um but yeah, just like the sort of things that Sorry, I had to step kids away from would, the mic there for a second. Kids would bring these the idea that kids would bring these to school and like try and one up each other with yeah. how cool their their toys are would You'd be, be like whoa that would be how you gain clout. Yeah. 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 I can totally see that happening. It yeah and it uh and it, it it like it markets to like 11-year-old children and it markets to people exactly our age who were 11-year-old children at one point when this shit was cool the first right. time around. Cuz yeah, cuz I look at this and I'm like damn, I just want to collect these. Yeah, right? Not even, I would never use them. I wouldn't necessarily put no, them on display, but it activates that like monkey brain. It's like, oh, I got to get that thing. Shiny thing good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Tyler, can I be greedy and have another favorite? Yeah, absolutely. For this time. I want to I hear everything that you love <laughs> about this show. What I love about this show is that I feel like I know you a little bit better now. Aw, in what way? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like I understand why you enjoy this show and what it what it means to you. It's just so, you like it so it's much. just so goddamn pure. Yeah, is well, the thing. that's one of the it things is exactly I love about what it you. is. Oh, thank you. Aww. Aww. You're just, you're just good. Aww. Oh, that's such a wholesome Christmas moment. That's so sweet. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh. <laughs> so thank you for sharing it. I know I made a lot of fun of it. Yeah. But 
Thank you for sharing it with me. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me share it. Um, can I talk to you guys real quick about, and I, I know we're at, we're at just about two hours now, but I, I want to talk about. This is a Christmas special. They're always longer than normal. Okay, good, good. All right, so we're, we're on track. Um, we as a group are never going to watch this show again, right? I'm getting that vibe. Probably not. I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to convince <laughs> us to do a, a separate podcast about Beyblade. No. Not a whole podcast. Okay. Well, stay, I, I, I stay tuned for my I solo ever album. Rule it out. <laughs> okay. As like a bonus episode thing, maybe next Christmas. Does I'll it, give you my heart. Does anyone here mind? Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> I was doing so well. Whamageddon. Whamageddon. Where you don't listen to Last Christmas until after Christmas? Oh, well, you didn't listen to the whole thing. What's going on? And I didn't listen to Wham perform it. Never mind. Um, I don't know. It's not important. So, does anyone mind if I talk briefly about the four seasons of Beyblade Burst and kind of where the show goes? Yeah, from I'm here? interested uh, where the heck they possibly go with these like entombed spirits in these like tops. And the so, God layer system, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. Which so, sounds like okay, it's from so a completely are, different anime. Yeah, it does. So there are four seasons of Beyblade Burst, one of which is happening presently. Uh, uh, which they, they each have a different name. So Beyblade Burst is the first one, followed by Beyblade Burst Evolution, followed by Beyblade Burst Turbo. Instead of the best and, and worst, current... we should have had the best in Burst. <laughs> Oh, oh god. my god! Uh, and the current season. What is... burst your top about this episode, Jimmy? <laughs> Man, this really burst my top. The God Layer system that would burst my top. Burst it burst. <laughs> please, please, please! It burst my bay. Um. So. Uh. The the current season is Beyblade Burst Rise. Uh, so I'm just on Wikipedia here. I'm going to read the plot summary of Beyblade Burst. The first season, it says, The story revolves around Vault Aoi and Shu Kuranai, as well as his classmates at the Begoma Academy School in Japan. When not studying, the close friends are obsessed with their bay tops, creating a school bay club and challenging each other to battles at their bay stadium. The friends eventually become friendly rivals as they compete against each other in professional competition to claim the title of, Jap- of Japan's top blader and to beat the undefeated Lu, uh, Louis uh, Shirasago uh, or Louis Shirasagi, depending on what version you're watching. That is another thing I liked about this show is that they're into this game, but it's not like the main focus of the world. They're still going to school. It's not like Yu-Gi-Oh! where yeah. literally everyone is just playing card games all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, like you still have to do homework and do chores and, and whatnot. Um, Beyblade Burst Evolution. So that's the first, the whole first season is just them competing in tournaments trying to beat this undefeatable blader, right? Evolution says in t- season two of Beyblade Burst, Vault Aoi, who hails from Japan, was a top competitor in the Japanese championship. In Season 2 Evolution, uh, Vault is scouted for the prestigious Spanish team BC Soul and heads out to Spain. When he arrives in Spain, he runs into some old friends and meets some new ones who end up accompanying him along with his journey. Pardon me, along his journey. I can't think of an anime where I've heard of them going to Spain before. Yeah, they go to Spain and they join BC Soul. Uh, Doesn't Yu-Gi-Oh go to America, though? Well, so it turns out that Yugi is actually set in America. Oh, yeah, we t- we've talked about it. it's okay. a 
it's a whole thing. Um, Vault's first battle in Spain leaves his bay, Valtriac, with an opportunity to evolve, making it stronger. Vault and his friends set their sights on becoming the world champion. However, in order to qualify, they must first take the European League by winning team battles against other teams from around the globe. Vault is able to rank the, his way up. Uh, his old friend Shu has been tricked into becoming evil and has broken <laughs> oh, every bay he battles. I hate it when I get tricked into becoming evil. Shu, aka Shu, aka Red Eye, aka Red Eye, and Vault battle in Valtriac's tip reboot gets ripped in half. Valtriac's tip reboot. Valtriac's tip, whose name is reboot, like the tip of the gets ripped like in half. Like the component of the bay. Like the tip. Yeah, the performance tip uh, gets Reboot. ripped in half. Ugh. He rips his tip. I don't want tip. my tip ripped in half. But he gets an evolved tip called Ultimate Reboot and makes his way up again. Uh, and then was able to stop Red Eye, Shu's identity when controlled by Spryzen no, Requiem. Okay. Do, the, do, the, yep. do these things evolve by you getting new, buying new pieces and putting them on there? Or how do they evolve? What's... Genuinely no okay. idea. Haven't gotten this far. Uh, but he gets a, he gets an evolved tip, ultimate reboot, and makes his way up again, and then was able to stop Red Eye. And then it says in parentheses, Shu's identity when controlled by Spryzen Requiem. Remember, Shu's bay is called Spryzen. Bringing Shu back to normal. Requiem for a Spryzen. There it is. <laughs> Requiem for a bay. Spryzen zero done. Uh, Vault is now the world champion. And it says, note on the official Beyblade Burst YouTube channel, wow, the end of the spoilers. evolution season teases the turbo season. Spoilers, man. I know. Beyblade Burst Turbo, 2018 to 2019, set two years after the International Bladers Cup. The story focuses on Iger Akabane, a wild child that grew up in nature. After battling Vault AOI, he became <laughs> inspired to become the number one. robot tops. <laughs> yeah. Who plays yep. Beyblade? Yep. Uh, he brings his own Beyblade made of sticks and mud. He was after raised battling, by wolves. After battling Vault Aoi. Taught the ancient sport of Beyblade by the owls. <laughs> after battling Vault Aoi, he became inspired to become the number one blader in the world, along with his Beyblade Z Achilles. He aims to fight strong opponents in an effort to become stronger himself. To defeat Vault Aoi and become the world champion, Iger begins his journey. The new Beyblades have metal in the lair and have a special item called Level Chip, which you can use to make your Beyblade stronger. Other characters are Hyde, Shu, Fi, Kyle, Kit, and Ronjiro. Kyle! <laughs> Kyle! <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Uh... Finally, the current season, Beyblade Burst Rise. Sorry, Kyle. Set one year after the events of Beyblade Burst Turbo. After seeing Vault Aoi achieve Hyperflux, Drum Koryu is designed or determined. I don't want to see Vault Aoi achieve <laughs> Hyperflux with his performance tip. <laughs> after seeing Vault Aoi achieve Hyperflux, Drum Koryu is determined to make a Beyblade Burst Rise Beyblade and achieve his powerful state. I need to point out which words are capitalized there. I was going to say, are you even making sentences? Any <laughs> Are these sentences in English the language anymore? Drum Koryu is a character's name. And they are determined to make a Beyblade Burst, the object. Is Burst the, the verb? verb? 
Uh, it's the kind of Beyblade. It's the burst uh, okay. Beyblade. So they maybe put noun. those words in the wrong. Yeah, Beyblade burst adjective. is a noun. Uh, I feel like you'd be and then, able to get a one-up on the competition by making your Beyblade not burst. Right. <laughs> Super glue. Yeah. Pretty easy. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Rise Beyblade is capital R, capital B. So I think that's the name of a new kind of Beyblade similar to what you mentioned, Jimmy, the the God Lair. Um, yeah, I'm looking through asks, the wiki of all the like energy layers and shit, and their name thing is like Spriggan mm-hmm. Requiem. Jail German Cat. Oh, I had a Spriggan. That's what it was. I had a Spriggan. That was the oh, other Oh, you one. had a Tyler Spriggan. Tyler C. See what you should have done is taken is the next time we play Yugi or not, uh-huh. you should say is it a Yu-Gi-Oh card or is it a type of Beyblade? <laughs> oh shit! Well, I Drain mean, hey, Fafnir. There's always next year. There's always next year. <laughs> uh, and then it asks uh, the question finally: Can he, Drum Koryu, and his Ace Dragon do it? And by it, I think they mean become so. <laughs> <laughs> become powerful. Uh, and then it says these new Beyblades have three parts uh, in a layer: uh, the base, the weight, and the Gantico chip. No explanation okay. of what that is. Um, yeah, and then we then we can just kind of get a list of the characters. Uh, but the God layer, I want to say there was a Tyler. I feel like any kid who grew that. up watching Beyblade is now the sort of person who goes to the mall and buys iridescent swords. Yeah, or Beyblades, Bay honestly. Oh, here we go. So the the there are different systems that are introduced throughout the course of Beyblade Burst. The first being the Burst system. <laughs> You've tried is, the first, now try the Burst. <laughs> uh, it's, it's what we've just seen. It's where there are three parts, and uh, if you hit it hard enough, it bursts. Then there is a dual layer system. Burst is the wrong verb, I think in this context it should be like pops yeah breaks or separates or yeah but it doesn't sound i don't know cool. burst is a weird it makes it sound like wet <laughs> you yeah, know what does. i mean oh my top yeah. just went makes full pinata like <laughs> some of them look like gushers honestly mm. the one you just sent me yeah it's got a big blue gusher in the center the yeah. energy layer i just sent you is spriggan requiem Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, 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 yep. Of the god layer it looks system. Like, it looks like those popsicles you would get from the ice cream truck. Oh, Where they yeah. had, like, the, the gumballs gum. in them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm reading here, so so burst is what we just saw. What? Then there was a... Yeah. I just clicked on a... There's a name of an energy layer called Nightmare Longinus? Like the sword that pierced the side of Christ? Yugi Onna. Yeah, yeah, like, like the spear of Longinus, yeah. This, you know, what? you know, well, okay. It's canonical that Beyblade is in the Bible. What? Yeah, there is a scene. Uh, oh, have we not shown up, you this, Lauren? Beyblade Moses. No. Um, so you've you've heard the story of Moses parting the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he did that with a Beyblade? <laughs> <gasps> uh, what? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up a scene here. I'm gonna see. I, I can maybe get some of the audio in. Um, I'll just play it out of the out of the zoom here. I guess this is an ad. 
I don't need at. I don't need that. Um, all right, Daily Motion. <laughs> Come on, let's get through this ad. I really want to see this Blader Moses. Yeah, so this is from, I forget if this is from, I think this is from Metal Surge. What, what's it called? This is not from Beyblade Burst. This is from a previous season is what I'm trying to say. Um, all right, Amazon Music ad is ending. Oh my god. The ancient Aztecs were known for their Beyblades. Oh, and then it just loops. Yeah. Yeah, so. That is definitely, yeah, Moses parting the sea. So it's in canon that Moses parts the Red Sea with the Beyblade. Just let it rip. He's let her rip. Wow. Um, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all that there's a Longinus uh, 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 Bay. Um, the the dual layer system that came after the burst layer system, this is the thing I was trying to say earlier. Uh, after the release of the basic or single, single layer burst system. Basic. <laughs> thanks. There were releases of the dual layer system. Uh, the energy layers of the dual layer system are thicker than basic dual layers, due to having their energy layer split in two. So the energy layer then just comes in two parts that you fit together. Uh, the god layer system came after that, uh, also known as the switch strike system in countries where Beyblade Burst is sold by Hasbro. Beyblade in this series tend to be the evolved version of their respective dual layer counterparts. Uh, for example, Valtriac V2 becomes Genesis Valtriac V3. Beyblades of the God Layer system also have gimmicks called God Abilities. And this is where the Wikia gets, um, I think it needs some you editing. You lost me here. It says some, it yeah, says I was some of say. the God Abilities work, while others, not as much. <laughs> Forge Discs uh, also change in the God Layer system. That's the middle part uh, with the weight. Uh, they now have two parts, Forge Discs made of metal, uh, being a, a number, a weight number, and they have wings which there's also a number of wings. Uh, so they're literally just metal wings that stick out and provide extra points of contact. So the, That's god, what the god layer is? The god layer is, I guess, two parts, really, is what we're talking about. It's a thicker energy layer that has random shit on it that just lets it do weird things randomly, like like it's got ball bearings inside of it or something to give it a weird spin. Uh, and then the the metal layer has a weight and then spikes. <laughs> and that's all the god layer system is. Tyler, have you played with a god layered Beyblade? I have not. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm scrolling down and like the terminology that you're using to describe some of the things these layers can do is just complete nonsense at this point. It gets worse, too, because the next one, the current one, is the Cho-Z layer system. 
Japan's third series of Beyblade Burst Tops were released in March 2018, starting with the B-104 starter winning Valkyrie 12.VI, introducing the Chozy layer system. These Beyblades feature reinforced layers with die-cast metal parts, resulting in more intense, high-impact battles. This series also continued the use of the customizable two-part discs and frames, which are also backwards compatible with the previous discs and frames. As a further departure from the god layer system, Chosy layers were not designed to accommodate god chips. Instead, Chosy layers can be customized using optional accessories called level chips. These hoop-shaped accessories fit beneath the face of a Chosy layer and can, can improve various facilities of the Beyblades, such as stability, the locking mechanism, and even weight when equipped. Level chips also play an important role in the WBBA competitions and are usually exclusively obtainable at official WBBA events, though they can be acquired through ultimate means, i.e. Koro Koro promotionals. Language has lost all meaning. It has. <laughs> See, this is what I meant by jargon. Like, they love the jargon. Yeah, they love the whoever jargon. put together oh, this wiki oh, is but... just the biggest possible nerd. Here's a uh, sentence. When using do... Hold Destroy specifically, due to the soft launch needed to control it, this combination is able to give Lost Longinus a low rotational velocity needed to burst the opponent, while the free-spinning plate of the Hold Destroy allows the combination to potentially outspin its opponent through spin equalization and life after death in the event that a burst is not achieved. Oh my god. Yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. It's just, it's it's just nonsense. rambling. Yeah. yeah. We have gotten uh, into they, the they woods. They do bring up... here. They do bring up in, in the Chozy layer the exact thing that you two were talking about before. Apparently, the Chozy layer introduces like clips that you can clip onto the Beyblade, like parts of the Beyblade. And one of the things, one of the clips that you can buy are burst stoppers, which prevent the burst feature from triggering. Well, that's cheating. Why would you not want that? Right. Why doesn't everyone get those? Yeah. Why don't um, there's why also... don't you stop this special weak point from being able to explode your whole thing and make you lose? Right. There, there's also there are a few more systems that I don't have to go into detail on, but they're called the slingshot system, not slingshot, slingshock system, oh. the Gatinko layer system, uh-huh. and the hypersphere system. These are all words. These are all words. Tyler, I have more questions about the actual gameplay. Okay. Of physical Beyblades. Yeah. How how frequent is it? Okay, first of all, yeah. how long does a game typically last before the tops run out of spin? They can spin for a surprisingly long time. Really? Yeah. Because okay. um, I'm picturing them just like getting into the center and going like, mm, and tipping over like a normal top. No, I mean, uh, let me let me see. There's a, there's a vibrant Beyblade community on YouTube. Of course there is. I have a second question. Okay. Which is... How often does it really happen where one bay strikes another bay and it pops out of the arena? Uh, as a burst or as no, a... No, not as a burst. Just like, because that's the way that you earn a single point. So presumably it's easier to do than bursting another yeah, bay. Yeah. It, when I played on a, on a regular basis... <laughs> when I yeah. dabbled in it, Beyblade... It was common, but not in the way... When I babbled. When I babbled. It was common, but not in the way that this show makes it look, right? Like, it okay. doesn't launch straight in the air. It right. just gets knocked hard enough in one direction that it just goes, whoop, straight up out the out the little arena. But it does happen. It does happen, okay. yeah. Um, let me see. Beyblade battle on... 
Yeah, so so I'm looking up. There's a video. No, go away, Wixad. There's a video on YouTube called Beyblade Battle Royal uh, Galaxy Pegasus versus Battle Royal. Battle Royal, not, not Battle Royale. Royale. Uh, this is from one two three four Beyblade on YouTube. Uh, Battle Royal Galaxy Pegasus versus Earth Eagle versus Flame Libra, Libra versus Ray Striker, uh, and it's a four person Beyblade battle. It's a four minute video. Um, let me see here. It's got a string launcher, and they're they're really going. Let me let me send you this video here, Jimmy. The audio is not going to be especially interesting because I think it's just top spinning. <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're they get going pretty quick. Is this is thing. an actual tournament here? No, okay. it's it's just somebody's YouTube channel where it's one person spinning all the tops in, in one go. Yeah, but they do actually like knock into each other and bounce each other around. They do, yeah. It, Which it, also the show made seem like doesn't happen because the literally the only two battles we've seen before are with a top that its whole point is to just go to the middle and stay there. Right, right. And then another top that's the one doing all the moving. Right. But they do, yeah, they do all. Oh, they look, you know, kind of move around, and like the the configuration does make a difference, and the way that you launch it does seem to make a difference. These things look is it quite itty lively. bitty. They, they are. That's what I was saying, kind of at the start of the show. They are much larger in the show than they are. Yeah, in, in the life. show, it looks like they'd be at least not... like the size of your fist or something. Yeah, they look right. quite big, and they're they're actually like trying to think of a good comparison they're they're like um like a couple of hot wheels cars stacked on top of each other i guess is the best way uh-huh. to say it it's they're they're you know you can fit them in your hand but they're not like hand sized i had a top as a kid that had like i wouldn't say it had a motor in it or something like that but it had it lit up when you spin it and it was just like oh, yeah. super yeah, thick and cool. heavy and like you would spin it and it would like go for like minutes at a time. But these are just like little dinky it's like things. like those yo-yos that had lights in them. That's what mm-hmm. these look mm-hmm. like. They yeah. look like yo-yos. Yeah, that's exactly what those look like. They yeah. do look like little yo-yos. Anyway, I just found the Beyblade subreddit. It's kind of, oh, God. It's kind of sad and small. Only 4,000 readers. Um, oh well, but I found a picture it'll of change. Hopefully it'll be some actual teenagers having a uh, a Beyblade battle at school. Oh, how precious! That's cute. And it's, otherwise, it's mostly just Beyblade memes. So if that's the sort of thing you're into, you can go ahead and look it's, up r slash Beyblade. Oh, some guy made a custom launcher and actually like knocked his Beyblade into some drywall. Like punched a hole. In it. <laughs> See, it's one of those things where it's like Beyblade as a concept is so inherently pure, right? Because you can't pretend that it's not what it is. It's a top. Yeah. You can't say that it's something more special than it. you can put more doodads on it. You can put more thingamahoozits on it, but it's still at the end of the day, it's a top. It's just tops. What I'm curious about is that, like. Is there actually strategy to it? Can you actually control the outcome? Can you can you be a better baby babe? <laughs> I can't ba- say this ba- word. Ba- can you ba- be ba- a better ba- ba- <laughs> Can you be a better baby babe blader than someone else? I 
see a part of me thinks that it's kind of one of those like pay to win kind of things where like yeah. yes it is possible to have a better bay than someone else but <laughs> you have to go out and it's because buy you've... the like cool spinny parts and like the weighted thing yeah and, right. like, the wings coming out and you've purchased the what was it that you were saying jimmy the thing with like the life after death yeah or whatever. i don't know what like you have is. the 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 countersunk weights that spin the opposite direction or, or what have you you know you have the 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 top with the flywheel inside so it stays up for longer that sort of thing so it's yes it is possible to be better i don't know about skill honestly yeah. i part of me wants to say like maybe in some world if you had two people who had the same top that like, like or is it all just chance I feel like it's mostly chance. Yeah. Beyblade. There's a there's a TikTok <laughs> of an entire like high school watching two teenagers go at it with Beyblades. Amazing. <laughs> it's like and, and okay, so here's the thing. So for those who are still listening, um Hello. Take that Christmas money if if you want. Like if you want to if you want to see what Beyblade is like. Um if you live in the states, Go to a Target or to a Walmart. There is a miniature version of Beyblade Burst that is sold in, in the big box stores. And it's literally just called Beyblade Mini. It's like 20 bucks, right, for a full set. And you get two uh, bays. You get two little launchers. And you get a little bay stadium. And it's, like, it's all it's all smaller. Yeah, it's like a dog bowl You get the full size. experience still. It is, yeah, but you get the full kind That's of experience cute. though, where you get to you get to pull the rip cord, you get to see the top spin, and they actually burst, and it's really nice. So you've burst a Beyblade in your time. I've burst a Beyblade or two. So that that would be my recommendation. Just to go out and buy a Beyblade. Well, my recommendation just is to, to not do that. Just a battle, just a battle atop, you know, like. Oh, Lauren's looking at pictures of them now. See, they're cute. They right? are cute. They're precious. I like miniature things. I'm gonna see real quick if I can find. No, a that's video not of... the real size. No, no, no. That okay. is a. That is. There's a picture of uh, a Beyblade on the tip of someone's finger, and that is not. Uh... Nope, that's not it. Okay. It's not it, fam. <laughs> um, I'm gonna look and see if there's a video of me playing Beyblade real quick. Of you playing, you yourself playing Beyblade. Yeah. Where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the mini. Where? Uh, at my old job. Oh. Yeah, his old job used to play them that's like on said. a daily basis. We we had a bunch of us dorks in the office and uh, got away with it. Um. Oh, I have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh videos. I have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh audio. Here we are. What is this? Okay, hang on. Nope. This is some That's great audio. <laughs> this is some great audio. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. For a video I... of him playing Beyblades. Oh, here it is. Here From it is. From years ago. So this is, I took a slow-mo video of I remember this, actually. Uh, and uh, yeah, there is actually a burst. I don't know if Jimmy can see it. <laughs> Jimmy can see it. Oh, yeah. It's flying to pieces. You use your secret techniques. And it does actually, yeah, it does actually burst. So anyway, well, I you should put that in the show notes. I will. I 
I think we're at the point where we've exhausted everything. We, we can, can talk, talk no more about Beyblade. This is like three or four times as long as the actual episode. We've got to cut it somewhere. Yeah. Let people get back to their Christmas. We got to cut it somewhere. <laughs> Merry Blademas to you all. To all the good Bay. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Christmas, rest of your holiday season. Uh, we will be back with our regularly scheduled program in January. And Bay bless us, everyone. <laughs>